You're paying for my taxi cab. Don't even ride taxis anymore. I'm such an old soul. Body. Okay. <laughs> she packs her stuff inside a yellow bag. She realizes this is the last with her mother, with her father who sold her yellow lies her whole life. Well, we are here live and direct for our very, very special 10th, 10th anniversary episode. No, it's not. 10th episode anniversary. 10th episode. Yeah, 10th anniversary of episodes. <laughs> well, we're here to celebrate a very fucking special 10th episode of the Who Cares podcast. Oh my God, who the hell cares? Who cares? That's right. Who the fuck cares? It's us again, live on our 10th episode-versary. 10th episode-versary. Miss <laughs> Megan. Hello. I, I, no, hold on. I've not yet introduced you, but the whole world does know about you. Oh, thank you. And you have been getting really good, 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 good correspondence. You get it how I live it? <laughs> you get it how you live it. But you've also you've also got some creeps. Oh. Uh, yeah. But that's okay. Well, at least they're at least they're listening. To yeah, all the creeps right? out there, listen to the sultry voice of <laughs> a girl who is so. Um, anyways, hold real quick. <laughs> I got to introduce myself again. I'm so excited about this tenth episode. I know. Can you believe it? We made I can't it. believe we made it this far. I know. Me. Can you guys believe it? I got gonna say. So my name is Stephen Moraga, hosted by Who Cares Podcast, hosted by myself, Stephen Moraga, with the PhD now. Yeah, PhD. What was the D from again? D is... Uh, <laughs> no, D's PhD, because I'm actually, I'm actually going to school. And I'm oh, actually, yeah, yeah. I'm actually doing, doing some real real work. God's work, actually, is oh, what I'm really? doing. Oh, really? Actually, wow. God's work. But anyways, my name is Stephen, Stephen Moraga, and, but I'm also joined here. <laughs> but, of course, we all know she's beautiful. I don't even have to say that anymore. But she is so bright. She is so bright. <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Because I guess I just lost it. <laughs> Shit. Ah, god damn it. It's so bright that I made... No, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I got this right. Oh. She's so bright that she doubles as a nightlight. Oh. Doubles as a nightlight. That's my... Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> Miss Megley. Thank you very much, Stephen. Always have the best intros. I Thank try. you. You do. I like it. Thanks. Um, good afternoon, evening, morning to everybody out there. Yeah, we don't want to tell anybody. Whatever, whatever, I don't know, daylight, whatever, your mountain, central mountain time, east coast time, Pacific time. Is there still central mountain time? Yes, there is. In Texas, it's two hours ahead. Right? Arizona don't fuck with that shit, though. I know. Are they the only ones? They're the only ones that say, nope, we're not. How we're just going to be our own thing. Well, they're only like an hour ahead anyways if they were to go. To so where? And I mean, like... Hour ahead from us? <laughs> <laughs> or what? Because I remember there was, there's a time when they're like one, there's like a one hour difference. There was a time when Arizona meant something. Just kidding, people <laughs> out there in Arizona land. So today on our tenth episode, I'm so yes. glad we finally came to this episode. Yes. Uh, because we are we we did a fantastic interview. Yes, yes, yes. About something that I think could be useful, or he is useful. I think uh, he's. I think. Yeah. I've been going to him for over a year now. 
and uh, and him and at, is and look at how great <laughs> I am. Is. <laughs> <laughs> and the him we're referring to is is Mr. Ted Moreno, and I'm, maybe that's why you're here. Therapist. Certified hypnotherapist. Oh, nice. He went to the, uh, he graduated with honors from the Institute. I don't have my notes here, but. Institute of London Bridges. <laughs> oh, wow. No, you talk, look at. I'm just kidding. No. If it, if it wasn't kidding. for him. <laughs> no, I do want to go to him. If it office. wasn't for him, yeah. I'd probably, uh, probably be in the gutter somewhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm just kidding. He is, an, no, he's an amazing man. And, and the interview that we're about to play for you. Um, is an amazing interview, and I hope, hopefully, you get another side of us. The what did you say, <laughs> intellectual side of us? Yeah, the intellectual, the not uh, the the thinker. <laughs> <laughs> right, because we want to we want to start 2018 right. Yeah, we yeah. want to just not give you bullshit <laughs> with intellectual thoughts. Yeah, we want to give you some intellectual <laughs> thoughts, but no, but yeah. we really want to help. We really want to help the community, and and I know. I know Megan's about to laugh right now, no, but no, I, I, no, but for reals, we really do because, um, in particular, our, our application, our mobile application is coming out when we um, one week from today, Megan. Wow, that's I no, wow. not it's not coming out one week. From today. I'm, gonna, I'm I'm going to announce what a tease. Uh huh. You're going to announce. I'm going to announce it. I'm, it's going to go on Facebook Live mm-hmm. on everybody's Facebook Live. I'm actually wow. going to get as many Facebook Lives as I can, including and an Instagram story, everything. And so there, yeah. there should be a lot of phones surrounding me oh, for the cool. press conference next week when I unleash What's the Play. Because I'm sure a lot of you have seen What's the Play and you're like, what the fuck is What's the Play? I don't know. I'd like to buy a shirt from there, but I don't really know what it is. If you want to buy a shirt, it's at what's the play.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a Meg Lee t-shirt there, the Southern Belle t-shirt. Yeah. I, um, you know. Well, I've, you, got, I've already gotten one. Of well, ones. you got one because you... No, I... But no, but I actually purchased one too because I liked... Yeah, you just want to support. Yeah, I don't want to like you know be taking all you know free shirts. Like you know, I got, I got you know family members like that you know want shirts too. So Megley's shirt is selling like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. So we just want to let everybody out there know. Next week, uh, we will be unleashing what's the play, and let you guys know actually what it is we're all about. But in the meantime, let's talk about Ted Moreno. What did you think about the interview? No, I thought, you know, he seems like such a relaxed, like, just chill guy. Like, I just, a good man. Yeah, he, and he just doesn't seem to get upset by anything. That's that's pretty... I'm sure he does. We all start... For, I mean, you're right. Maybe he does. Maybe... Exactly. He just seems like... right? I don't know. Yeah, he does. So I'm sure he gets upset. But they're still young. But yeah. I don't know. But he just seems like... Uh, I don't very know. chill. No, but he, yeah. he, he uh, he's honestly uh, impacted my life uh, tremendously. You know why I started going to him? Why? Uh, because I looked at a lot of people that were doing things this past a couple of years, a year uh-huh. or so ago, and maybe like a Conor McGregor or, uh-huh. or some a lot of people that really changed, flipped the script. Uh-huh. They really did something impactful that year, and uh-huh. there was a little hidden dark secret. Yeah, and I wonder they didn't talk about it a lot, uh-huh. but they did a couple times in interviews, and it's hypnotherapy. Oh, hypnotherapy! They were all hypnotized. Well, hypnotherapy. Well, okay. Conor McGregor has made a hundred million. Yeah, was so, did he go to hypnotherapy prior yes, to that whole deal? But he doesn't talk a lot about it. You have to really, oh. you have to really find. I, 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 what I, what happened to me is I kept seeing it yeah. over and over, but it'd be very. They didn't want to talk about it. It was like a dirty secret. Subliminal. To them. I don't know what, but they talked about hypnotherapy. That's what they talked. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I know, but you're. Saying, Are you hypnotized or not? No, but you're saying that you, you saw a little like, like little, doesn't right, talk right. about he, it. He doesn't talk about it that much, but I kept seeing the same theme over and over and over. Which again. was what? That they were 
in hypnotherapy. They're not just him. Oh. A couple other movers and shakers really? that had fantastic years. Yeah. So I said, what's the common thing? Yeah. So what am I, an idiot? No, I'm not. I'm, I understood that. So I said, hey, I'll give this thing a shot. And the first session, yeah, very cool. Ted's an amazing man. I wanted to get to know me. What did you... Wait. When you went there, just what were you going to get? Did you tell him what you wanted to... Yeah, well, so what he does is he talks to you for probably yeah. the first 35, 45 minutes. Right? Yeah. Just to get to know you, yeah. what it is that you're really here for Yeah. as a human being. Yeah. And just, to, and, you know, in the beginning, you're like, oh, okay, well, just to yeah. have someone to talk to is great. Yeah. All that I didn't know I was going to a counseling session, but uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but it's his way of, like, knowing what to tell you. Okay. I opened up to him. I said, Mr. Ted Marino. Yeah. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you. Oh my god! If you were, I was. It's a shame you're married. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, he, I'm just kidding. No, but he, he he's he's very because um, you know it, it, when you first commit to yeah. something like that, you don't know if they're yeah. charlatans. No, yeah, for sure. Or you don't know if they're like uh, I mean, what are those snake oil salesmen? You're putting your your complete trust into them. Absolutely. It's like falling backwards. Right. You know? But I I did, and you know he did come with a lot of uh, yeah. uh, uh, credentials. Okay. And. Uh, but just he printed, he printed out so credentials. Yeah, he said, "Here, I print this out of the internet." I just kidding. No, no, Ted, no, just yeah. kidding. No, he, but he actually, uh, uh, you know, listened to what I had to say, yeah. and then he, we've used that. But he's actually remembered, and then the hypnotherapy or whatnot, and it's not anything intense, and it's not like you can't snap yeah. out of it. You can. Yeah. You're, yes, you're kind of like you know in, you? in a in a in a state. Yeah. But if there was a fire, I will get the fuck out of that building. Really? You, oh, Absolutely. I remember for a grad night way back when, in high school, when I was graduating high school. Oh, uh, no. No, we had a grad night, and one of the things for a grad night was we went to this place, and they had a, you know, a hypnotherapist come, and he basically put, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't tell. if I mean, because they were doing pretty lame stuff. I mean, something that I would think would be embarrassing to do in front of the whole you know, in front of like not only our school but another school because we had you know a uh, joint grad night. But they, the hypnotherapist made him do some <laughs> crazy shit. But it's like they weren't even like it, it seemed like it didn't take much for it him to much. put them out. Because I, I think you have to have that seems le- impossible. I think you have to have leverage going in, like you yeah. want to be. You know, yeah. my grandmother stopped smoking. She smoked for forty years, and she went to some weird hypnotherapy cigarette course, yeah. and she thought it was all baloney. Yeah, and she got in her car. And in front of her little old lady yeah. friends, she took her ashtray out of her car and just dumped it out. And they're like, Mary, what are you doing? She goes, I don't know. And she just did it. Oh. She never smoked again. Is it like that? But she did, though, because I used to hide her cigarettes from her. Oh. She tried to again? And she never went. Oh, she back. never even tried to look for them. She tried to get better because I used to hide her cigarettes. Probably she's like, yeah. this motherfucker is hiding my cigarettes. I know. Meanwhile, you didn't know that she had her own back. You buried away somewhere. Wait, She's like, he thinks he's so sick. <laughs> no, but she, I think the leverage that she went in with no, is she yeah, wanted to quit yeah, for her grandson. Yeah, and yeah. she wanted to live longer. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Grammy. Uh, I love you very much. But yeah. uh, I think if you go in there with a little bit of leverage, but yeah. also, you know, if you go in there um, skeptical and all that, yeah. you don't want to relax. You don't want to. Well, I'm not skeptical, but I mean, I'm just like. Because, like I said, the, the only hypnotherapy I've seen is, or bark like a dog, and stuff like, like where they just go, okay, I'm gonna right. tell you this, and yeah, exactly. Step they snap the fingers, and bam, you're asleep, and then right. snap the fingers again, and bam, you're awake, right? Is and, that- and there is some of the, no, he yeah. doesn't make me go around like hey, a chicken or something, bam, you're asleep, <laughs> I'm asleep. Oh my god, the podcast just ended, <laughs> so no, no, nothing like that, uh, um, yeah, and and like I think he talks about hip- hypnosis actually yeah. is actually pretty easy. But it's oh, it's what you do 
with that and the meditation. And like he talked about, you know, yeah. if all of us, if all of us around the globe, yeah, just concentrate on ourselves first and not, not to be selfish, concentrate on being a better, the best we can be. Yeah. And then once that happens, then we can be the best to other people. Yeah. You know, and that's not being selfish. No. Yeah. You're, you know? right. You're right. I mean, you, you've been concentrating on who you want to be all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Things have been brightening. Yeah, you're right. You're going to be a nurse? It, it, uh, I hope so. Or definitely, whichever comes first, getting a master's degree or getting a, or become, you know. Yeah, or, or becoming a well, RN I, I, I'll plus do, plus. I'll do both. I just, whatever, when I'm going to finish first. Because right well, now, yeah. All I know is that the medical field will be better yeah. off if you're, a, if you're a part of it. Uh, good. Thank you. Thank you. I do like, I enjoy people. I can't imagine myself sitting at a desk. Uh, like we're doing right now? Yeah, or, you know, just being trapped inside. I mean, I like, you know, interacting with people. And you know what? People gravitate towards you. Oh, you have a glow and you have a brightness that comes <laughs> in the room. I know you don't want to hear this. Uh, thank you. But it's true. And everybody out there, if you get a chance to meet her, maybe in one of our live podcast sessions, when we are going to co- going to be uh, hitting a couple of the uh, major cities. Or if you're uh, sick and dying, maybe I'll catch you in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be taking care of you. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. So don't, but you can't just, you yeah. know, break your leg just to see Miss Meg Lee, all right? She's not doing any hand jobs or anything like that, all right? So you're going to hook up to some yeah, IVs, I'm probably you're dead. Yeah, I'm over that Hand jobs were of the past. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say a big thank you, Megan, because I don't think if we, we would not even be here on this 10th episode had it not been for you. Thank you. Well. Thanks. You're welcome, I guess. No, but I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, thank you for letting me join you on this uh, 10th yeah, I, I didn't podcast. Know, I didn't know where it was going to go in the very beginning. I know, and I didn't know we were going to make it to 10. I wasn't even sure if we were allowed to have. Yeah, we had a couple of drinks. Yeah. So let's make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here live. We've been pushing this all week. You've been seeing uh, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on our uh, Instagram, maybe some Snapchat. Uh, especially on what's to play.net. We've been pushing this interview on you because we feel that we have somebody so, so spectacular. Um, uh, he's a good friend of mine. I've been uh, friends with him for a little bit over a year now. And um, he is, uh, it's, it's a kind of a different, uh, different realm of thinking, but I think that everyone here uh, in this room and especially everybody out there listening deserves to know this man. Um, his name is Ted A. Moreno. He's uh, out of Pasadena. Um, but um, I'm just going to say this. He is so smart that his face appears above a light bulb when, he ha- when the light bulb has an idea. <laughs> and I want to let everybody know, this man is so sharp, he moonlights as a Swiss army knife. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Mr. Ted Moreno. Hey, you know what? I'm so smart, my dad calls me son. <laughs> wow. Damn. That's the first time anybody's come back that's with the intro. Good. Oh, good job, Ted. <laughs> thank you. you thank you. Smart. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for being here. Um, just want all your followers, all your listeners, to come over to us. But right no, on. I'm just we'll see if we can make that happen. I know. I'm just playing. Uh, Ted is uh, also a uh, Ted Moreno. You can uh, you can check him out at Ted A. Moreno. Or, I'm sorry, TedMoreno.com. Uh, he also has a podcast available on Stitcher, um, iTunes, uh, pretty much all the different um, SoundCloud. All the different avenues. Uh, it's called Ted in Your Head, and uh, Ted, that picture for Ted in Your Head, it's an amazing picture. We, it's really cool. Yeah, you can thank my wife for that. She's a graphic designer. She she made it. Oh wow. Well, maybe we got to get her to do some of our stuff. Man, that's, that's, that's really my, thank you. 
Well, before, let's what? Take part of my job, please. <laughs> so I know, right? Because you've been doing all that graphic designing. Um, I think uh, you know, instead of jumping right into hypnotherapy and hypnosis and uh, what you know your mastery and all in uh, that, I think we would like to get to know. I think the world would like to get to know Ted Moreno, the person. Uh, Ted Moreno, uh, behind behind the hip, hypno, master of hypnosis, uh, just. You know, I, I know that you're a musician um, and a much uh, more um, well-rounded character. If you want to talk a little bit about that, we'll start, I guess, start from there. Sure, sure. Like, uh, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dad. I got, I have two daughters. Uh, one is 12, one is 10. I've been married for, uh, I guess, about 14 years. Uh, I live in San Dimas. Uh, I've had my hypnotherapy practice for about 14 years. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I'm a pretty simple guy. You know, I just, uh, I, 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 I like uh, to play music. I like to be outside. I like to occasionally uh, kick up my heels and have a couple of drinks. I think that's good. Uh, but mostly I just like to be peaceful. <laughs> I just strive for peace, man, because it's not peaceful out there. I don't know if you've noticed. I have. <laughs> it's a little bit crazy out there. So, you know. It's important for me to maintain a sense of balance and perspective and uh, not get caught up in all the craziness. So, you know, I, I, I do a lot of uh, things to make sure that uh, I'm, like, grounded and and not freaking out. Yeah, I mean, especially right now, it seems – I know every generation or every uh, era seems – you know, they, if you ask them, oh, the 60s were so tumultuous, which they were. Everybody was getting assassinated during those times. But I think yeah. now more than ever – um, our society is um, is at such a crossroads right now, you know, with the uh, advent of, uh, with you know with the technology that's out there, and it's made everybody into. Uh, I don't know if anybody really understands where they're going, even if they, the beliefs that they have or, or whatnot, if that's not skewed in some way, or um, it's just it's getting uh, you know all the hatred that's out there um, because yeah. everybody has a platform for it, and I guess if you give everybody a platform, they tend to you know gravitate towards negativity. And I think that um, people like yourself and, and, and our, ourselves, too, we, we, we try to, even if we talk a lot of shit, but we try to really strive for po- positivity and, uh, and not just positivity, but kind of give a little levity to um, the world that's, that's, you know, the crazy world that's around us right now. And, yeah, badly needed levity right now. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, um, what exactly where this, this, this world, who knows where this world is going, of course, but... Um, uh, it's almost uh, it's at a boiling point of some sort, and I'd hate to add fuel to the fire, but right. um, but I think you know people like yourself. We can only do so much, but I think you with your platforms and uh, us with ours. I think we're just trying to make a make this world uh, a better than we found it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it starts one person at a time, and it, it really does start with uh, you know the, the guy or the girl in the mirror, right? So I mean, if everybody's working on themselves and if everybody's trying to exercise, exorcise the violence inside of them or the hatred or the resentment or the fear, you know, if everybody's working on that, then, you know, the world becomes a better place because uh, now I have more compassion, right? More mm-hmm. empathy for you, even though we may disagree or have differences of opinion. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to want to kill you or try to, um, you know, uh, beat you into accepting my position. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's gotten lost. Uh, go ahead, John. Yeah, uh, one thing that I've noticed a lot lately, I don't know if it's with every generation or just with mine, but a lot of people don't want or don't know how to accept responsibility. Like, do you know how to get through 
through to those types of people? That you know, to, to tell somebody um, that they're not taking responsibility for their <laughs> life, I mean, that's a difficult thing to right, hear, right. and it's a difficult thing to say. So uh, in my work with people, um, you know, it's tricky, right? You don't want to alienate people or, or, right. or make somebody angry or, or make them feel even worse about themselves than they than they already do, but uh, you definitely need to lead them in the direction of, of seeing that, you know, their life, 100% of their life is their responsibility, how they feel, what they think, what they do, and the consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of what I call the art of hypnotherapy. Hypnotizing mm-hmm. people is pretty easy, uh, but, you know, therapizing people, you know, that's, that's, that's an art, that's hard. So, yes, I would agree with you. Yeah, uh, everybody wants to blame somebody else. Yeah, and I, I think going back to what you said earlier about how um, just because we may disagree about an opinion, it doesn't mean that, that we need to you know, uh, hate that person or completely disregard that person's thought or idea because I don't think anybody knows anything. <laughs> you know, we, 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 try to, to, we try to make ourselves as most knowledgeable as we can in, in this particular field and whatnot. But for myself, I'm always open uh, if an opinion or if I, um, uh, you know, in any kind of argument or argument in the sake of, of a debate, um, if there's something that I can find some jewel of knowledge in there, I'm open to hearing that, you know. I, I'm, you can't be so close-minded that you're not open to anybody else's opinion. And I yeah, think no, that, you're, you're spouting some real wisdom there, Stephen, with a PhD. <laughs> um, <laughs> really, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything, and that is the truth, right? And once you realize that, once you realize that, you know, I don't know, I don't know what this experience of life is. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, if something I read on a screen or read on a page, I don't know if that's true. Right. You know, I've never been to Washington D.C. I don't know what the hell they're doing, despite what it says on the news or whatever. I don't know any of these people, right? right, right. So I, once you get to that point of saying, you know, I really don't know anything. I mean, I see stuff and I hear stuff. Um, the only thing I know is that, you know, I have some kind of existence. That's really the only thing you can say with any certainty. But, you know, once you get to that place of saying, you know what, I don't know anything and I don't think anybody else does either, then you can have some humility and then you can become open to, uh, information which might change your point of view. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing right there, Dan. I think everybody out there, please, uh, take that, record it and, uh, play it every day for yourself, uh. Or you could just go to tedmarino.com and he's got a couple of pearls of wisdom too. <laughs> but no, yeah, but for real, so, yeah, I know, right? But but for real, I mean that that's uh, very eloquently sp- spoken, Ted. I think that uh, uh, you know uh, we need to really stop and 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 you know, of course, especially when you're younger, um, you know, and that's kind of what our application is about. And that um, we now have the forum going up on our, our website, what's the play uh, Basically, and it, it's an opinion and advice application, but it's. Uh, with with um, and I, hopefully you'll be able to join us as one of the Jedi Knight experts on there. Um, oh, yeah. You know, basically any situation that you have in this world, whether it be a job interview or going to uh, 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 you know going on a date with a girl or um, you know your relationship uh, advice or um, how to not get in a fight at a bar, where that's kind of one of the reasons why everybody wanted to fight me every time I go into a bar. I don't know what happened, but uh, you know, and not being arrested. Uh, you know, everybody needs uh, that big brother or that 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 advice uh, or and the ability to say an opinion, and um, but with a, with with a moderated 
not not necessarily against anybody's actual own uh, opinion. I don't have to agree with it, or the, we don't have to agree with it. But at least people know that this would be a forum for them to come to, and they can either ask the community, or they can ask uh, 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 people like yourself or myself or whoever the expert, so-called expert in that particular field. And um, because I think that we really, really, um, we need some, like a, you know, like a helping hand or a, somebody to kind of give some kind of guidance. You know, I mean, myself at twenty. I couldn't tell you, you know, I, I, I was just trying to find my way. I'm still trying to find my way, you know, but uh, myself at 20, I didn't even think to have the compassion. And, you know, I was so maybe selfish is the word or ingrained in my own self that, you know, I, I didn't have time to worry about society or whatnot. But as you get older, you get a little bit of knowledge um, and it kind of, you know, not to say that we like we talked about we don't really know anything, but we kind of been through different circumstances and, and know that this particular route might be a better one or right. or, or, you know. And so we're here to kind of to help help out. And I think that it came, a lot of that came after I went to see you. A lot of things changed, Ted, uh, after I went to see you. And um, you, you really opened up some things. And, and maybe I didn't – I felt, of course, I'm not going to say to everybody out there, I didn't go in there and go come out going, I don't even know what happened. Everything was crazy. I don't – I just knew that I was different. I was just changed a little bit here or that in my thinking process and whatnot. And um, it, it just – it's really been a godsend. Um so I guess I know that you are a musician, though. I would love, love, love and let's turn around a little bit, go back to okay. you yourself there. Uh, you are a musician, Ted. What do you play? How long have you been playing? And, and a singer, too. So. Yeah, yeah, I love music. Music's my deal. In fact, I was a music major for a few years, uh, but that I failed miserably at that because I didn't have the focus or the discipline. Uh, but I have been playing guitar since I was in seventh grade. Uh, I play a little bit of piano. I have various flutes hanging around. Uh, I've sawed on the violin a little bit, so, you know, I'm kind of a dabbler, but my main instrument is uh, guitar. Uh, what I like to do most is, like, play music and sing. I, I enjoy that a lot, and uh, I've played professionally. Um, I don't do that too much anymore, but, you know, I'd like to put some stuff on YouTube, so just me singing and playing. I have a couple of things out there, but, yeah, I really enjoy music. Uh, in fact, um, right now, I'm really studying jazz, so I'm... Uh, like listening to a lot of jazz and I'm watching that PBS uh, jazz special. And uh, every time I hear about a uh, jazz musician, I go to Wikipedia and study uh, up on that jazz musician. And pretty much I'm, I'm just I'm doing the jazz thing right now. And what I would like to do is, uh, is start teaching myself jazz piano. So I'm kind of at that point uh, where I'm exploring jazz. Love it. I mean, it, speaking of the choir right here, I mean, I, that, was, that was my first love. You know, I've sang in rock bands and, and whatnot, but I, I truly, uh, the ability to really get loose with the, there, there is a, there's obviously structure in every song, but, but jazz yeah. gives you the ability to improvise, to sing, yeah. up, sing off the beat or sing off the, the note. And uh, that's where you really test yourself uh, uh, with improvisation, I think, with jazz. It's, it's so, so, so unbelievable. And I, it's unfortunate that it's not... Um, because it's in every kind of music from nowadays drum and bass, uh, you know, uh, different different beat driven um, forms of music. Uh, mm-hmm. Jazz is permeated through throughout everything. And uh, when I would sing re- traditional rock kind of stuff, it's almost like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's cool we can do that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cookie cutter a lot of times and, and uh, a little too structured. But yeah, jazz is cool, man. I. I uh, yeah. Well, well, some people have suggested that it's the only. The only true American art form, like jazz, was born in America, you right. know. And uh, unlike classical music or um, 
other forms of art. You know, it's, it's a truly American uh, art form. It rose out of the uh, yeah. Did you know, you know it came from the black experience in, in New Orleans and, and, and from the blues? So yeah. It's, well, it's correct me if I'm wrong. Stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I took a rock and roll history class and I was astounded where this came from, where the name jazz came from and how it came from the brothels. Correct? Yeah, I believe it did. Yeah. Okay. And it was actually jazz music. <laughs> it was actually called jazz music, and they turned it. They, then they turned it to jazz. Then it turned into jazz. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been happy music for. <laughs> yeah, born in the brothels, man. <laughs> did the original word come from Jezebel? Oh, I don't know. Oh, John the heart of the devil. Oh, Jezebel. Oh, if you look up the word Jezebel in the dictionary, uh -huh. it. It says like a harlot, a picture of Megan, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But, um, good, thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah, like good. jazz music. Yeah, that that, that, that makes really no, that makes sense. Though jazz, yeah, that makes sense. I, I just love jazz. Uh, uh, what uh, are you in more into like uh, yeah, train that kind of artists, stuff? Uh, or are you more into like? Uh, Standard kind of guys that when they took the job. Talking to me? Yes, Ted. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm into I'm into Coltrane. I'm into uh, Thelonious Monk, uh, Duke Ellington. Really enjoying Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington's uh, great. Definitely Miles Davis, uh, uh, Art Blakely and the Jazz Messengers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm into all of it. I've even been listening to some Jelly Roll Morton kind of ragtime piano and mm. Teddy Wilson. You know. Uh, Tommy Dorsey and his orchestra, Tommy Benny, Dorsey, Goodman. Yeah. Benny Goodman, right? all of that stuff. That yeah, I'm just, I'm just totally uh, drinking it up. Count Basie. Yeah. Count Basie. I haven't really explored much of Count Basie, but he's next on my list. Yeah, because that's where a young. Uh, um, oh God, why can't why can't I think of his name? Uh, produced Michael Jackson's album uh, Q. Um, uh, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Thank Quincy you. Jones. Yeah, yeah he, he was their band leader in uh, uh, Count Basie's orchestra. Yeah. I didn't know that. Is yeah. that the kind of music your band plays when you guys in, uh, go when you were playing or you, you were singing for you? You had a band you were singing. Is that the kind of? No, I, I, I've never really had a band. It's just been me and, and like yeah, one or two other guys. I wouldn't really call that a band. Mostly, it's been a duet, and we mostly did like Beatles songs and you know yeah, stuff you can play an yeah, acoustic cool. guitar and yeah, some cool. Stone stuff and you know cool. Sympathy for the Devil. So. Uh, I've never really played jazz. I don't have any jazz uh, licks, unfortunately. Not like uh, Steven here, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know he, he's a jazz master. So uh, don't you don't you, you you play like piano and stuff like that? I mean, you, you know, you're yeah, a really but, good musician, right? Well, I play piano only mostly to pick out like harmony melodies. I, I can't play if I can't play. I mean, if I took the time to really you know get back to it, but I usually just use it to pick out like melodies and whatnot. You know your chords and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know I could yeah read music on, but it just you know it's been for me to actually play and sing at the same time uh, professionally. That that's you know that would be a year away or something like that. You know, if I really okay. practice it. But I mean, it, it it's still. I mean, it's it's in my. I started playing at six, so I mean. It's in my like. And you took tap around. Oh yeah, and I took tap dance yeah. too, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you have a little recital to yeah. put, put on the wrist? Right on, man. I, I thought I thought that. there was you know I played sports and whatnot. I go to I'm probably seven or seven. And I go to think I'm other guy. You know every guy tap dances right. I'm thinking that all these guys are going to be in the room, <laughs> and it's a bunch of girls. And you know I mean that's looking back that's not a bad thing. But I'm going where are all the where are all the dudes at? What you know? There's soccer practice and there's tap dance. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I love those old time videos of like Fred Astaire and those guys tap dancing. Amazing, you know? huh? Oh, it's just so good. You know the, the things they could do. It's just amazing. I love that kind of stuff. Me, me too. We, we just watch on that. YouTube. I can't get off. I'll just you know yeah. one video after the next. All this old time stuff. You know, it's just great. It's amazing what they were able to do back then. You know, with the, the flexibility. And you know, if you look, there's one two, there's one uh, YouTube video out there called The Origins of the Moonwalk, and it has dudes every all the way back to the 20s and whatnot. During the Cab Calloway times, all that and whatnot, yeah, but they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I forget the brothers that did, but they're moonwalking even back then. So Michael Jackson wasn't the first one. To, yeah, yeah. We watched that uh, that one video. Like you got to make them laugh. Oh, make them laugh! Yeah. The, the, the guy that tapped down uh, and singing in the rain. Um, like, God, what's his name? The uh, not Gene Kelly, but the Donald O'Connor. Donald O'Connor, and he, he does okay. make them laugh, make them laugh, <laughs> and he runs into everything. He's you know yeah. he's. He's, he's like it's a it, and all in one take, all in one take, and he's running yeah. into things, but he's doing his dance and whatnot. And and uh, they said that he, you know, he smoked like a pack of cigarettes or a couple packs a day. That afterwards he had to be taken to the hospital for a couple of days because his lungs just, you know, after that take, it's pretty interesting. And you know, because they abuse their bodies, like <laughs> oh sure, man, like back in the day. But well, before you know, I know you got your busy man, Ted. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I guess we want to talk to the uh, the audience here about. I know that uh, you've been you've been at about around 15 years of mastery in the art of uh, motivating people, um, and that you've studied yoga, tai chi, qigong, and, and zen. Uh, if you want to touch on that a little bit, and how you did, uh, you're an honors graduate of the Hypnosis Motivation Institute. And if you want to give a little background to uh, to our audience and, and let them know kind of how you got into the uh, art of, of hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's a long story, but I'll try to try to make it short. Um, you know, for, for most of my youth, I was I was pretty lost, okay? And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a good sense of who I was, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I, I didn't have much confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I grew up in a, in a pretty good family, but there was eight of us. I was the oldest of eight kids. Wow. And, uh, you know, my dad owned a couple of businesses. He was never around. Um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, you know, and, and she's, she, she was always very sweet. Um, but... Uh, Mainly, my main goal when I graduated from high school was to get the hell out of the house that, with 10 people, right? So I just wanted to get away. So uh, first chance I, I got, I, I went to Tucson to the University of Arizona and uh, started to major in music, actually. But, um, you know, I, I had been so suppressed uh, as a kid, like not being able to do a lot of things, you know, and, and that was good. I mean, I, I owe it to my mom and my dad that, you know, they kept us out of trouble. But when I went to college, all I wanted to do was like party and chase girls. And, and so for me, that oh, was, that's a, so a, weird, Ted. So I know, weird. isn't <laughs> like, I can't believe be I like wanted that. to do that. <laughs> what the hell was wrong with me? <laughs> so that, that's what I did, man. I was like a lion let out of his cage. I was like party, you know, and I partied and, and, you know, school was the last thing in my mind. I, I didn't really have any direction in school. I, I certainly didn't have the discipline necessary to um, to become a musician. And, and what I discovered was that most people that were majoring in music had been playing, like, classical instruments since they were kids. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to read music. So, mm. you know, it was kind of like I was already behind the eight ball, so right. to speak. So, anyway, long story short, I... You know, I was smoking dope every day, hair to the middle of my back, and partying, and awesome. relationship to relationship, and mm. I finally just dropped out of college and got a job. And uh, so, you know, I was going from job to job, and and, and, and I got into this relationship uh, with this woman, and we actually had decided to get married. 
time. I remember you and, talking uh, about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the relationship lasted like three months and then it just, it, it just exploded or fell apart. And that really hurt. I mean, you know, that brought me to my knees and, um, I had to ask myself, you know, what's wrong with me? You know, I've, here's another broken relationship and I'm like unable to function. And, um, you know, here I am, you know, 30 years old, I got nothing to show for my life and Mm -hmm. I don't even feel good about myself. So that's when I really started on my own personal development, my personal self-development journey. And it was to avoid pain, you know, it was Mm -hmm. to get out of the pain I was in. Absolutely. Started reading books and, you know, somebody said meditation was a good thing to do. So I started meditating and there was a meditation group in, in Tucson that I that I started sitting Zen meditation with and and I took a Tai Chi class and, and that was really really cool and uh, just started reading like lots of books you know Wayne Dyer um, Tony Robbins mm-hmm. uh, Les Brown Brian Tracy you know all of these uh, how to how to uh, think and grow rich all of this kind mm-hmm. of stuff that's a great book yeah 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 and I and I, and I started coming across all these really cool ideas. I remember I read a book called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. That book just blew my mind, you know. I, I mean, that, that's it just real blew my mind. And then I read another book called like The Power of Now. This was a little uh-huh. bit later, but I've read that book like four times. So, um, so I became interested in that kind of thing. And so it was like two thousand. Well, it was 1999, and nothing was happening for me in Arizona. I mean, I was smarter, and I was wiser, and I was kind of getting my life together and Mm -hmm. had a steady job, but uh, I don't know. I just didn't feel there was a future for me in Tucson, even though I love the desert. I love the Sonoran Desert, and And I love the women. I think don't know. Arizona State is the one that's more known, but yeah, Arizona. I'm sure there's beautiful women Arizona State is up near Phoenix, and I was at the University of Arizona, Arizona, which is in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, and I I just loved it there. But nothing was happening for me, and I felt I was stagnating. stagnating. So I moved back to Los Angeles, and I got a job with a a high school buddy at at Cal State Los Angeles. Uh, And that job was just terrible, man. I was an administrative (laughs) assistant. It was just like the worst job, sitting at a desk, like working on an Excel spreadsheet. I was just... Hating life, <laughs> and I and I yeah. to be quite honest with you, I got desperate. I was like, "Oh my God, man, I've got to do something." I mean, my, my life is going nowhere. I was really, really unhappy. I had met my wife; that was a, a bright spot. She wasn't my wife at the time, but <laughs> oh, she you know, wasn't what? She was, <laughs> she was like, "You're like, fiance. you're my wife. I pick you." <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, there was pressure. I was like, "Oh, okay, so now I'm going to get married. How the hell am I going to do this? How am I going to support myself? How am I going to afford?" Yeah, I was going to say, Ted, you must have been, first of all, you must have been something because uh, if you don't have any of the things you're saying and she still liked you and wanted to marry you, that's pretty, that's pretty good, dude. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sexy, oh, wow, too. I mean, come on, that makes up for a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, I'm pl- sorry, I'm playing applause right now. I guess you can't hear it, but I'm playing applause for you. That's hilarious. So anyway. That's great. To wind up, to wind up the story, I, uh. This job that I was that I was at that I was totally hating. One day the boss comes in, he says, "Okay, we're going to send you all to a seminar called How to Be a Better Communicator." I'm like, "Oh yeah, a day off of work." So we went to the Disneyland Sheraton to take the seminar, and the woman they gave the seminar, she was freaking awesome. Yeah, she was really attractive, so that got my attention. <laughs> hey, you're but supposed to get married pretty soon on this story. I was, I was, I had a fiance. 
But uh, I went and talked to her and I said, you know, I, I really enjoy your seminar and, and I know that you mentioned you're a hypnotherapist. You know, what's that about? Right. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I graduated from HMI in Tarzana and you should check it out. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen the ad for that place, but it's way too far. Right. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, you should go there. I'm like, okay. She must have hypnotized me because like I went the next day and I really? signed up. I signed up and then I told my, my fiance what I had done. And from that moment on, I swear to God, my life changed. The minute I decided to commit to something, everything, like the universe said, okay, well, about time, better late than never. Right. And like things started happening for me. So I started uh, using all the tools that I was learning as a hypnotherapist to apply to myself. Mm -hmm. And man, life just got better like immediately. And, and um, you know, finally the day came where I handed in my two-week notice to that job and and started my hypnotherapy practice, and you know, it's the only job I have ever loved. It's the only job I've ever liked. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, I think uh, you know, for a lot of us, and I think especially now, you're speaking to a lot of millennials. Uh, that there was there was much more pressure to, um, you know, uh, get married, have kids, and you know. Um, that's what our parents did, and, and I think now more than ever, you know, we're we're hearing of people thirty five living at their parents' house because yeah. a prices are horrible for for millennials, and then b, um, you know, the parents still coddle them a little bit, and they, the, right. the, the people aren't getting married as quickly, and they're kind of, um, you know, uh, at, a, at an older age, thirty five is now like twenty five to in, in yeah. past generations, like they grow up faster, right. but they get older slower. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I remember the 35-year-olds that I knew when I was like, you know, 20, were like, damn, you guys are like, you're done. You guys are married and yeah. you act like a 35. Yeah, you know, right. More and more either, you know, and everybody has so much knowledge at their fingertips and they probably know better than this, that, and the other. But the reality is, is that uh, they're, either, they're just not moving. Um, you know, maybe they don't want to do the labor thing. I, I don't really don't know. But you're seeing more and more of this um, – What's the word? What do they call that when you're, uh, you know, stuck at home at 30? Arrested development. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Arrested development. development. Thank you. It's a great yeah. It's a great yeah. Thing. You know, I, I, I think there's a couple of reasons for that, if you don't mind me chiming yeah. in on this. No, you know? I mean, you are the guest. From, from, my, from, my own personal, <laughs> from my own personal experience, um, you know, I, I grew up, like I said, with in a household with 10 people, right? Eight kids and my mom and dad. My dad was always working and he was always pretty stressed out. Right. I mean, he didn't look like a happy guy. And so in my own mind, I was like, well, why would I want my own business? You know, why would I try so hard to make money? That doesn't look like fun at all. So I made a decision when I was, you know, a teenager, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stress myself out working so hard. I'm not going to buy a house. What's the point? You know, I mean, our house was um, it was a big house. But, you know, I mean, it was old and kind of falling apart. And, you know, and my mom and dad, you know, they they were. It sounds like the relationship wasn't wasn't the relationship wasn't they came home with flowers and jumping in each other's arms and uh, definitely not. Right. So I said to myself, "Why the hell do I want to get married? Right? Yeah. Why right. do I want to have kids? This does not look fun. Yeah. You know, makes it look way why would I own a want to own a business? So yeah. you know, I kind of uh, when I moved to Arizona to to go to college, I, I didn't see anything out there I liked. To be quite honest with you, mm. I didn't see a profession that I liked. I didn't see a lifestyle I liked. Nobody seemed really happy doing their thing. So mm -hmm. for the longest time, I held those things off, you know, um, out of fear. Quite frankly, it was my own programming and my decision, my fearful decision that I didn't want to be unhappy. Uh, but then Absolutely. as I began to grow in wisdom and maturity, you know, before you knew it, I 
got married, started a business, had kids, bought a house, did all those things I swore I would never do. Um, but you're and, doing you know, it. You're doing it on your terms, which is different, yeah. I think, than than most. I don't want to say most people, but a lot of people who get married or get, um, or maybe not just that, or they they go out and they get they graduate, they go get this job that they're told to do, you know, by their parents or you know something. In that nature, or they feel like they have to, you know, create the environment that that the ideal or whatever. But you know, you, the reality is, a lot of people out there aren't uh, living life on their terms. And it sounds like it doesn't matter how long it took you, Ted. It doesn't matter how long it took us or whatnot. But we uh, we're, we're in the same kind of position that that you were seeing. We are doing things now that uh, we we truly want to do, and that's ultimate freedom. Um, you get to yeah. create. Um, you know. Yeah, you know, um, people are exploring more and more now, like alternative lifestyles. Like, why do I need to get a job? You know, right. maybe I could make money online, right. or maybe I can just travel the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, whereas the, your path used to be really laid out for you and very mm-hmm. clear, mm-hmm. and your role as a spouse or whatever, all that's gone by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, on the good side, people are saying, well. You know, I don't have to have a big old house. I could live in a little place in the woods Mm -hmm. and make furniture, and if I'm happy, that's great. Mm -hmm. But then the downside is, you know, there's a lot of indecision. There's a lot of fear of being caught up in maybe an establishment type of life that uh, is not appealing to many people. Right, because we need that structure too. You know, some Mm -hmm. and and the thing about it, it's not for everybody. If you're cut out to be an entrepreneur, if I mean, you gotta you gotta really like, you know, you didn't. You didn't think probably you were going to be an entrepreneur until you found this that you totally are ingratiated yourself into and submerged yourself into and that you really you, – like you said, you love this. And so it's not it's not like going to work. Yeah, you're an entrepreneur and you're doing your thing, but you're doing it because you love it. And that's a lot easier than somebody you know trying to be an entrepreneur because you know this, that. Maybe they are supposed to work at that job. Maybe they are supposed to, and that's nothing against them or, or however their brain ticks or however they're supposed to, you know, but they really need to figure that out. Um, and But it's taking time now because of all the information that, that uh, yeah, yeah. thrown at us. And so that, and in my opinion, that's why it's so important to have regular periods of self-reflection. Absolutely. That's why it's so important to yeah. do self-exploration, you know. But I think the tendency is to... Uh, for for many of us to spend a lot of time distracting ourselves from what we feel or the dissatisfaction that we feel or, you know, something's not right. We don't want to face it. We'd rather distract ourselves with our our tablets or alcohol Mm -hmm. or drugs or whatever or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. the activity is. But to sit down with yourself and to really feel what you're feeling and to acknowledge it and then to make the decision to do something about it, that requires a great amount of courage. But it also requires... Some setting aside of time, time yeah. you know, to spend with yourself. Most people are avoiding themselves, mm-hmm. um, and so they never get to know themselves. Which is why I think meditation mm-hmm. is such a uh, such a powerful thing to do. Whatever that looks like for you, you know. Um, yeah, I think, think I think Ted, yes, you're saying that. I think to our audience, I know for myself before I used to meditate. I think it looks it sounds like such a big. You got to go to like this. Uh, you know, hot hut somewhere or something, you know, yeah, I think that people don't understand meditation can be anywhere, uh, right. meditation can be, you know, and I, well, this, I was in the sauna this morning at the gym, I do like to meditate in there, but that's, that's what I like, but it's a little quiet and whatnot, but wherever you're at, that you can practice meditation, correct? I, I believe that you can, yeah, and all meditation is, is uh, sitting quietly, 
or standing quietly. I suppose you could walk, meditate while walking, but it's just being present to what is. Okay, so it's not projecting into the future. It's not remembering the past. So you know, if you're sitting, uh, you don't even have to sit cross-legged. You could sit <laughs> in a chair. You know, you could just. Okay, so here I am. I'm sitting in a chair. What's coming up? You know, and a thought will come up, right, about what you're going to do tomorrow, and then you just let that go. And then some anger might come up, and you're like, okay, got some anger. Great. You just let that go. So you just practice detaching from all the mind stuff that can uh, distress us or disturb us or distract us, you know. And so you can meditate by focusing on the breath. Many people like to uh, meditate by listening to music. But the point is to just focus on the here and now. That's, I think, the main thing to do when it comes to meditation. Would you in say, its simplest form. Would you say gratitude is a, is a big piece of that? Because I feel like when I'm in gratitude, um, it's in the present. Uh, because I'm saying instead of, oh, well, I got this you know, thing coming up or I have this person, you know, uh, I got to you know, make this deadline or whatnot. Or I hope that my mom or my, my girlfriend or whoever is mad at me, uh, you know, or, or I'm mad at them. Or, you know, if you're grateful, if you just sit and you go, I'm grateful for these things and you stay in the present. I think that's a huge feeling through meditation. I, I don't know. I, I agree. You know, you could be grateful for having a house or having running water or not mm-hmm. being in a war zone or having mm-hmm. a car. You know, all those things are, you know, yeah. if we live in the United States and we have plumbing and lights and, and a car, then we're among the Absolutely. wealthiest people on the planet. We're like, like yeah. I've told a lot of my friends, we're the point zero one zero one percent of, you know, population. Yep. We already won the lottery, that's, you know, yeah. being born. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's true. Well, Ted, I mean, man, I mean, we're getting, I don't know. I mean, I think everybody in the room wants to come visit tedmarino.com yeah, and at least is. get a couple sessions. Like, Ted, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, uh, like we were just talking about meditation. Um, like, um, George Harrison, for example, like wanted to get to have the drug and like he, he wanted to have like an LSD like experience, but without the drug because he went when he went to San Francisco, he like saw everybody just look like bums and like were smelly and dirty. And they're like, dude, like this is all bullshit. <coughs> like, yeah. excuse my language, but you know, like, um, so Hi. like. Meditation, what you're just talking about, like being in the now, listening to just your breathing, like I've done some fun things in my past and like that sounds like a trip to me. I think what, like, what you're also saying is like, uh, can you, is there a possibility to feel the intense feelings that you've had uh, on, on a particular well, substance? But I, I know that you can, but like I, I'm just talking about like for that experience on that thing. Um, yeah. Like, I remember, like, just being in the now and, like, paying attention to my breathing, like, just paying attention to everything, just being there, forgetting about your life, like, forgetting about who you're mad at, forgetting about just everything, truly taking a a vacation from your human self and just being, like, that, is that what meditation is supposed to be, like? Okay, so, I think the important thing to to say here is that meditation is not supposed to be anything. Okay. Okay. So when we sit and meditate, uh, there's no, uh, goal to be uh, obtained. All right. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is to be free from having to do something or having to accomplish something. 
So when you talk about being free from our, you know, our, our kind of human, uh, normal everyday experience, that's the essence of meditation. Right. What meditation I think can do is allow us to get connected with everything we are beyond who we think we are, our history, our sex, and uh, what we think on a daily basis. So right. it's a connection with pure awareness. Now, throughout history, uh, yeah, people have used various substances to uh, achieve that state, you know, of oneness with the universe. And, and certainly I have taken advantage of those <laughs> substances myself. Um, but, you know, obviously that can only take you so far. Right. I think they can open the door or they can allow right. you a glimpse that, into what's possible. But That's huge uh, right now with you, what you're saying to everybody out there that uh, uh, uses substances. We, uh, we all like to probably someday, sometimes, some before, past, present, future, whatever. But yeah. I think the main thing you're saying right there is that, you know, it's great. It does open the door, but you got to, you got to, you know, uh, remember it and then apply it in your uh, everyday life, you know, where you're not going back to that. Like because I think, stop. yeah, no one to stop. Exactly. Like it's an opening or whatnot. But, but, you know, a lot of times people would use drugs and they're like, oh God, uh, then beat themselves up and think that they never even thought something, you know, pretty powerful in, in the meantime. I, 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 you know, drugs do work. Unfortunately, people abuse them. And unfortunately right. that they, they, you know, they feel like they can't live without them. But like you said, I think, you know, it may, it may open the door if that's what you need or, or if that's what, uh, or, or maybe you can find that through other, other methods or whatnot, right. you know, as well. Yeah. But opening that door is key, but then there's a consistency. Basically what I'm getting to, if, however you open that door, the consistency after that and being aware of yourself uh, and being good to your body and whatnot, but being aware the, the rest of the time is, is, is that's what separates um, the men from the boys, so to speak. Yeah, pretty much. And I think it's important to state that, you know, they're doing a lot of uh, research right now on plant medicine, right? So, uh, you know, they're really beginning to look at, you know, can we use uh, psilocybin mushrooms to help PTSD? You know, is right. there, um, you know, a, a medical use for LSD or, or ayahuasca or all these, you know, ancient uh, plant medicines? I mean, there's guys in Mexico that are using these things to help treat addiction, you know. Right. So I think there's a, there's a more open um, perspective now for these kind of things mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. That, that I think can be, can be very helpful. But essentially, you know, if, you're, if, if you spend your life chasing an experience, right. oh. then, you know, you're going to be controlled by that, wow. right? Yeah, so, that's, that's amazing. That's like the most powerful thing. Yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm, that's a great quote right there. Right, because all, and when you think about it, that's all life is. It's an experience. There's a visual part to it. There's an auditory part to it. There's a kinesthetic part to it. All life is is stuff showing up in your experience, right? And so any one of these experiences has the ability to snag us or snare us. Oh, I, you know, that wasn't a big enough thrill. Now I got to do this. Right. That wasn't a big enough high. Now I got to do this. Or that wasn't enough money. Now I got to do this, you know. But if we, and meditation allows us to step back and go, hey, man, it's just, a, it's just an experience. Uh, cool. I, I think, and that's, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, Ted, you know, be, you, you, there's nothing better than playing music in front of people than, and they can't believe that people actually want to listen to you. I mean, that's, <laughs> right. you know, I'm happy with, you know, five people in the room that, you know, that's cool. Yeah. They gave up their time or what, or a thousand people, same thing. But I think that that's a lot of times if you performed and whatnot, the, the high of that, then trying to come off that no wonder so many musicians and whatnot, uh, substance abuse, uh, abuse, uh, abuse drugs and whatnot, because 
um, you know, all of a sudden you're in your hotel room afterwards and it's quiet. And right. uh, all these people were really into it before, but now yeah, it's just you and on. yeah. Let me see what's on. I guess the TV here, or the, down at the bar. Right. You know, but it's 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 a real it's a shock almost. You know, and you like you said the quote and correct if you can say it again. If you spend your life uh, chasing an experience, I don't know. We have it played back there, but you said yeah. You'll, then you'll be controlled by that. You know, your whole life will be dictated by I've got to have this experience. Whether it's money or sex or drugs or fame or whatever, you know, and you're never, you're not going to be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to be free if that's dictating your life. You know, uh, playing music for people, I mean, that is a peak transcendent experience. You know, mm-hmm. when you're a musician, you're totally involved in what you're doing and, and the audience is right there with you, you know, and it's a communal group experience of the highest order, something that we've been doing for a couple of hundred thousand years as human beings, you know. I mean, that, those are the moments that we live for, that that high that comes without drugs when we're just like, oh, my God, that was just oh, that was awesome, or when you're riffing with other musicians and, you know, you're creating something out of nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or you're creating art, or you're having a conversation, like, you know, like we're having now, right. and you're totally and completely in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all want those, but we can't have it all the time. It can't happen every minute of every single day, so, you know, we need to achieve balance, like, there's mm-hmm. expansion and contraction, right? The wave goes out, the wave comes in, the sun comes up, the sun goes down, and we need to be able to ride those waves and understand that eventually that's going to change and then something else is going to come. Okay, now I'm in my hotel room. It's cool, you know. I, yeah, I, think, I think the, the ability to um, balance the highs and the have to, having to be consistent in life, it, that's a very, very tough uh, mm-hmm. balance right there because, you know, mm-hmm. my, myself and John will have like a great day, you know, all these, all their hard work for the last couple months or something and, and my other partner, Aunt, Bad for America, coming out soon. Um we, when we have like a breakthrough or, or you know, something, all this stuff that we've had uh, come, come in, uh, into fruition, wow, that's a great time, but that's not every day. So you need to do the consistent things every day or, you know, go see your, your, uh, your grandmother or go see your, your aunt and get that experience too. It doesn't always have to be, you know, hitting adrenaline and uh, mainlining adrenaline and, and hitting all the cylinders all the time, you know. So, and that's, right, a, difficult, right. but that's a difficult well, you know, balance. Well, well, let's look at this moment right now. Like, wow, I'm like looking at I'm looking at you on some device and we're talking. You're like 40 miles away from me or something. Yeah, Yeah, we're talking and I can actually see you. To me, that's freaking miraculous, man. It is. You know what I'm saying? It is. And and, and you get on an airplane and like, oh, my God, I'm flying through the sky. Right. And this drunken pilot has my life in his hands. I think that in my car. Like, I'm I'm sitting down right now. (laughs) And, like, the floor underneath me is going, like, 65. Yeah, it's nuts. And I'm, like, a few feet off of that. And, like, I'm sitting right now. But I'm flying. Like, right. yeah, I mean, most like, the previous no, generations only what in their in their whole life walked like 10, 15 miles, thirty miles max, right? Their yeah, whole life right. is thirty miles. That's crazy. I mean, what what we're doing right now, you know, like looking at each other over a device. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of human experience. This is brand new stuff mm-hmm. and it's it's effect we, we can't even understand its effect on our culture yet mm-hmm. because it's we're too close to it right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. cell phones and this kind of technology is, is changing our human experience 
incredibly quick. Yeah, in fact, I read an article. I don't know how much time you have. How much time do you have, Ted? I, I got nothing to do for okay. you. Oh, awesome. <laughs> you put Today's this away. Well, I've been I, picking my kids from school eventually. Ah, they'll, they'll get home somehow. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, but um, we just read an article or yesterday uh, about um, George Soros, right? Every he's the villain that of uh, Fox News. Uh, Fox News thinks he's a villain, and, the li- and liberal media thinks he's you know he funds a lot of different um, groups, whether it be Black Lives Matter, maybe, or he also is very very liberal groups that he he funds. And um, and if you you know if you listen to the media and whatnot, well, he's you know a terrible human being. But what he is is what we we found out is a disruptor, right? So he's he has the he's that smart and he wants to make this. I don't, who knows if he believes in all those campaigns? He wants. To, I think he just wants to fuck with the United States. I think that's which which I mean, if you weren't if you weren't born here and you wanted to, you know, and uh, you had you had that much that intelligence, right? I mean, when you, I mean, and you're a disruptor in life, you probably would go, hey, fuck you, like I want to fuck with him. Right, but but like in saying that though, he's invested in Google and he's invested in Facebook, heavily invested. And he came out in a conference in Switzerland, I think, this past week, which uh, right. all the main uh, um, uh, pillars of the uh, captains of industry of all the uh, countries, uh, the, everybody got together, and he he brought up the fact that Google and Facebook, and this has been solidified by uh, Sean uh, Parker from Appster, who was involved, that they um, they knew what they were doing when they. Uh, allow these platforms, these social like platforms and whatnot, and they knew what what uh, how to prey on the different emotions. I mean, it was very genius of them, and it was very. Uh, but these were the kids that weren't social, but they had the concept of it, you know. And so we're usually we're using what we're using right now is their um, that kind of particular group's idea of what uh, our devices, our internet, our technology. That's very very different from a lot of other groups. But we're kind of living through their gameified kind of world, and which is cool. I mean, it works. So they were the ones that thought of it. Um, but Sheldon, Ad- oh, no, Sheldon Addison, um, George Soros said that this is going to be their downfall, though, because they didn't do all the checks and balances that with, what is it, the Marvel line, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they didn't really realize, uh, or I'm sure they did realize, they've even said it, that they knew exactly what they were doing. And the different, right. um, you know, with the Candy Crush, you know, the games, it plays all these different emotions or letting uh, society as a whole run wild, like like the Wild West, and letting them do whatever, you know, mob mentality rules. And so that's why we've seen a lot of um, negative th- things of that nature. I mean, there's been huge positives. I mean, it's been great. But like, like how you're saying right now, us to communicate on a device, that's fantastic. That's amazing. And that app stack up. So, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, we, we just bought an application. Yeah, we get that. But, um, but uh, uh, I think that he was saying that now's the time for people to be more reflective into themselves because these social platforms and whatnot, you get that idea of, um, was it social anxiety? I think that's like a... Social media anxiety. People actually get sad when they go on their Facebook, thinking oh, yeah, that they're getting yeah. happy. Oh, look what really? he has. Look what he's doing. Look at what look, look right. they're up to. Right. And it's ridiculous because yeah. you know that's not the real. I mean, it's stupid. But 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 uh, it's created. Uh, they knew what they were doing, and it's up to uh, people like yourself and hopefully us at some point uh, to deliver a message, like you said. You know, really work on yourself um, and and know why you're doing these things and and try to 
You can probably say it much better than me. I'll, I'll shut the hell up right now. No, you, well, you're exactly right. And I, I couldn't actually have said it better. You know, work on yourself and you don't need anything to work on yourself. You don't need any tools. You don't need a, any, I mean, apps are helpful and uh, books are helpful. But, you know, if, if all you do is look inside, uh, then you're going to become a person of great wisdom. If you, if you can sit in a chair for 20 minutes and just be with yourself you know, you will gain wisdom because you will gain self-knowledge. You know, who was it that said back in ancient Greece, know thyself, the inscription on the, I don't know, the temple of Delphi or whatever it was, you know, that's that's still true today. Talking about uh, the technology that you mentioned, you know, there's a there's a technological hypnosis out there. Mm-hmm. And its job, its purpose is to influence you um, for the purpose of getting you to spend your money. TV is the same way, advertising. So it's good, I think, to understand that, you know, hypnosis is everywhere. Some of it's good. Some of it's not so good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, obviously it's a, a means to an end for, for, of course, a company that wants to make money. Or I mean, it'd be, it'd be ridiculous. Or, or a person with a, that wants to get their agenda across or anyone. I mean, good and bad. Um, it's what they do with it. And it's, it's like you said, it's to be aware of what it's being done to you. And that's fine if you can understand and understand where these advertisements or this, like you said, this hypnosis is coming from. And that, that doesn't necessarily make that bad. It's just be aware of, okay, I know what, I know what they're throwing at me here. You know, I mean, that's, that's what they're doing, you know, and I choose to be, you know, uh, involved in that or whatnot, but I, I have the power. I can choose, you know, what, what to, uh, what, to, what dictates my life. Right. Right. So see, now we're back to talking about taking responsibility, right? Right. Wow. It comes full circle. And here's another funny thing, like, you can't use your cell phone, but do you know how many billboards are on the freeway that they're flashing at you? Now they're TV screens and they're changing and, like, yeah. you, you can't be on your cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you gotta right. Those, those are disruptive to your, to your concentration. I mean, people go into hypnosis while they're driving right. all the exactly. time. All the time. Yeah. On the way to work, that's why they. All the time. That's why they say to take a different route to work right, every day or something. Yeah, change yeah. your mind a little, a little bit. So, have you gotten right. anybody to stop smoking with through hypnotherapy? Oh yeah, lots of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, help I lots of people that. quit smoking. And, and they and they've stayed successful. They were like they they continued. I mean, they didn't go back to to, to smoking again. They were able to finally kick it. For yes. Good? Oh, they're able to remain permanently free as a non-smoker. Wow. Not everyone, but most people. Yeah. Wow. You know, my grandmother, uh, she she smoked her whole life, and I used to uh, hide her cigarettes from her because I wanted her to quit. What an asshole. I mean, you know, as a smoker at one point Why myself. Why about Ted? Well, I didn't know Ted at the time. But I was also seven years old. But uh, <laughs> Ted was still finding himself, and I was still trying to find myself. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but I used to hide her cigarettes, and she must have been pissed, right? You know, she had a pack of cigarettes. So anyway, she decided, like, she said for me, I guess, but she decided to go to a, a hypnosis class. And um, I guess a lot of the women, she thought that she didn't even, nothing happened to her or whatnot. But as she got in the car, uh, she took the ashtray and just started in front of her friends that she went with. Because she was, you know, they went, went as a group. She takes the ashtray and just dumps all of her uh, cigarette butts right out of the side of the car door. Really? And the women are like, what are you doing, Mary? What are you doing? She goes, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. She's like, oh, she never smoked again. Really? And I don't wow. know. She just allowed it so much into her. And because she even said she wasn't, you know, uh, she was, she's was skeptical and things and she's, a, yeah. she's a smart woman. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. I think she, what she did is she had leverage though, Ted, I think that she wanted yes. to do it. And then I think it, maybe that just kicked it into, 
I agree with what and, and that's what we do essentially as hypnotherapists is we provide per, a person extra leverage to help them do the thing that they want to do. And that leverage is uh, at the level of the subconscious mind. Yeah. There's other ways we do it as well. Yeah, but if you come in with uh, with the cards stacked in your favor, I think that that's uh, – and you want to change. I mean with anything. You know, you can't help a drug addict. You can't help a – they don't want to change. I mean that's – Right. They have to want it. But, um, absolutely, 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 and that's—I think—that's the key to living a successful life: is to be clear about what you want and be willing to take action to make it happen. Um, I think that. Well, now here I'm going to get a little philosophical, if that's okay it. with you. But, we love it. You know, I, I think that there are certain things in life that are out of our control. Things happen that we that we often can't control, you know, accidents, uh, bad luck or whatever, right? Absolutely. Um, okay, but we can always uh, choose how to respond to those things that happen in our life. Uh, and on the other side of the coin, I think that we as human beings have the ability to affect the universe because we are part of everything that's out there. So 100%. I think if, if we're going to talk to the universe, if we're going to, if we're going to, if you, you can call it prayer, if you want to try to create something, uh, you have to be clear in your mind what you want. And then you have to back it up with, um, with action. action. Yeah. Action-packed action. You have to have faith that your action will affect the universe. You know, And you ha have to do it in a relaxed manner like, hey, whatever happens, it's cool by me. It's all good. You know, But this is what I want. I'm going to try to work for it. And it may show up differently. I don't know. So being okay with uh, the unknown. Uh, and be willing to roll with the changes, make mistakes. You know, Really, my essential philosophy is like it's all good. Now, it would be difficult for me to say that if I was in a terrible accident or in the right. hospital. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, we're all going to die sometime. Right. Um, but, you know, we do the best that we can to take care of ourselves. And, you know, when, when a big challenge comes along in our life, you know, we have to ask ourselves, who do I want to be in the face of this challenge? Do I want to be scared? Do I want to be defeated? Do I want to be, um, you know, a victim? Uh, or do I want to be somebody up to this challenge? And so, you know, it's easier said than done. But in my life, certainly now, you know, in the face of having kids and a wife and business, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad, you know, I just try to tell myself, look, it's going to be okay. Don't despair. Don't give up. You know, don't, you know, pussy out. Let's just, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Let's try to maintain a positive attitude. Everything's going to be okay. I, I think that works that, for me. Yeah, me too. I, I think that uh, I, I don't know if you've ever heard, uh, heard or read the book "As a Man Thinketh." Yeah, I have many times. I, I think yeah, I think that's a fantastic. Uh, if anybody out yeah. there, if you get you on the old YouTube, put it in the old YouTube machine and uh, and yeah. you uh, uh, it's, it, listen to it. And the essential thing from that is is you know however you know basically whatever you whatever you envision or whatever you see at the in the moment that's that's your reality. I mean. It, if you want to be a sad person, you want to, I mean, because I've been in both, uh, I know it's hard to believe out there world, but I've been in very, very depths of when I didn't think I could, uh, you know, it was totally unlike me, but there, I remember a specific period of my life that um, I had uh, a lot less confidence, uh, anxiety, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, it wasn't me. And, um, and I look back at that, like, wow, that it's possible though, you know? And I think a lot of people have to be humbled maybe by that or, you know, um, and have to realize that uh, there's such a better, better life out there if you just uh, concentrate on yourself. Because however you see yourself, it's probably completely different than the rest of the world or whatnot. But, but you can only control your movie or your record that you're playing in your head. And however you do that, 
um, it's, 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 I want to play a happy record, because it's, you know, a sad one, you know. Um, and then also uh, speaking to that, uh, when you're talking about uh, success, that's very, it's a very, uh, it's a very ambiguous term. Um, because, right, I mean, a lot of people would think, oh, Stephen, you want to have success, you're talking about money, and you want to just be this, that, or the other. That's not at all. Money is just kind of a barometer to kind of say, that you, you know, maybe what you're doing is good or not. Who knows? But a, a success to me is, is like, which, you know, how you've talked about what you're doing. Um, you're doing what you love, you know, and, uh, and, and John, you, you're doing what you love now, finally. You know, and and Megan's getting there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, and we're really living for the moment in each day, and we we have a we have a vision. Um, and and if we if we get paid, great. If we get paid at all, uh, we, obviously we have to pay the bills. That's great. But um, you have to do that, you know, at least. But mm-hmm. um, you know that that's never going to change. Those gimmicks come in the mail. But uh, you have to really, really just enjoy because we only got one of these. I mean. Who knows? I think I've been here before, but yeah. but you really going? You got to look at it. You only have one of these, right? And um, right, as far as we know, as far as we know, and uh, make it make it the best. And I, what I, the last part of this, what I wanted to ask you is: Do you think that people are this introspective? Because I think that you are such a you're a thinker, and that's uh, myself. I, I like to think I am, <laughs> and and us around here, but and John himself and Megan. But do you think uh, on average? I don't know if people really do think. Take the time, like we. I guess it goes back to meditating and thinking. Well, you know, there's a reason that zombies are so popular right now. Okay, <laughs> everybody's a freaking zombie. <laughs> yeah, I think people relate to that feeling of like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just an automaton, right? I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just like on the grind, okay. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, to take the time to think things through, uh, most people would rather dig a ditch than have a job where thinking is required. Uh, but yet the jobs that pay the most are, you know, solving problems, right? Right. So, you know, I think the, the most important thinking we need to do is, is, is solving the problems in our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next step would be answering the big questions. You know, who am I? Mm-hmm. Uh, where did I come from? Where am I going? What does it mean to be alive? You know, I think, quite frankly, in my opinion, that it's our responsibility mm-hmm. as human beings to, to ask these questions. And if you don't ask these questions, then you're abdicating your responsibility to yourself as a human being. So absolutely, yeah, that's, I, that's that's perfect. Yeah, we we do owe it to ourselves. You know, we've been we've been blessed. We've been given an opportunity uh, to be here, and uh, mm-hmm. no matter what anybody's circumstances is out there, they it, whatever is bad and good is real. To, that's real to them. You know, so it's very hard to judge. You know that, but I'm not going to get offended. I'm not going to feel that bad in certain in certain situations because I've been through stuff. But we have to really. Exp- think about ourselves and, and take responsibility, like you said, as humans, that we've been given this great life. Now use that. But it's also hard too, Ted, because we're not given an owner's manual when we're born, you know? Right. We're not. We're not. However, I think that we can uh, we can go online and get that owner's manual. And what I mean by that is I think our own intuition uh, can guide us mm-hmm. into what to do and the right way to live. And it, it takes a while to get connected with it and truly trust it because everything in our society tells us, you know, follow this 
manual or follow that manual or follow that rule. But I think if there is such a thing as an owner, owner's manual, it, it's your own inner voice if you can hear it. Mm-hmm. We don't need parents anymore. <laughs> What's that? We, you got to talk up, man. We don't need parents anymore. <laughs> We have Google in our inner self. We just have to listen. No, we're going to be socialized, right? We're going to be programmed by our parents, right? And some of that programming is going to be teaching us how to be human, and some of it is going to be limiting programming. And and that is our responsibility Mm -hmm. to overcome the negative programming uh, that we may have had as children. Mm -hmm. Right. And and you know what I find fascinating are our parents out there that. don't realize when they have a kid, they're not just having a kid. It's a new shiny toy that they can bring to Christmas or they can bring to Easter or whatever. Yeah. It's or not, or Facebook. put on Facebook or whatever. It's yeah. not that. It's that you are now, you are so, whether you, I mean, you took that, you made that decision, but now you are so responsible for the way that this kid could, or this person is going to uh, react or have, uh, have a shot at life, basically. If, if those formative years early on are so, so impactful. And if you have love and if you have abundance and you have uh, uh, complete confidence that, you know, as a, as a very young person, that goes, whatever obstacles you may find, that permeates through the rest of your life. And and I don't know if parents truly right now, especially, um, you know, that we, we see out there, or, you know, in our age, because we're in our 30s and now we yeah. seeing a, we're seeing a lot more, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of looking like, well, we just want to have kids. Because uh, I don't know, that's what you think about pictures of. I think about the pictures of, and 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 the, the responsibility of a parent is so huge. It's so it is huge. I, I, that's why I don't. I mean, I wouldn't. That's too much responsibility for myself. I know. I mean, I know that. I didn't get established. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but the influence that you have on them is so powerful. Uh, you know, it, it it you know it's everything to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I try to be the best dad that I can, but you know, I fail sometimes because I'm human too. So, you know, I, I I find myself engaging in a behavior that is not acceptable to me. And then two days later, I see my kid doing the same thing and I'm going to be angry. I taught him that. Right. Wow. You see it firsthand, like right away, huh? Oh yeah. 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 And so does my wife. And so you know, the best thing I can teach my kid is like self-value, self-worth, and you know, trust that you'll be able to figure things out. But you know, you as a parent, it's great. You're, it sounds like you're a fantastic parent. As far as you know, you're not. You know, you're not always right. I mean, you're not going to always show that to your kid. But your, right. your the ability to self-evaluate and go, man, you know, uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. Like we talked about from the very beginning, we don't know everything. Maybe that wasn't the right path. Or constantly right. trying to eva- evaluate yourself and and. Uh, Look, at, look to your own self before just writing that hard line on a particular issue yeah, or something. Teaching yeah. that to like a yeah. child when their mind like learns so much, you know, like they learn that already. But when however long it took us to learn to like look inside and like, right. deal with like what we're doing on a daily basis, whatnot, like they're learning it from you at way earlier age, mm-hmm. and they just you know like. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how it is. I'm, I'm right, and it's tough. I'm not, I mean, you know, you have kids, Megan. You shoot them with Nerf guns. It was payback. No, but her kids are beautiful. And I, I was, uh, you know, Megan and I have been friends for 20 years, and I truly uh, was blown away. You know, we, we've joked about stuff here on the podcast, but I've truly been blown away by, the, you know, how she 
all of a sudden became a mom, like right away, like she, her and I are hanging out, you know, with each other. And then all of a sudden she's around her kid and whoop, she just becomes super, <laughs> super mom. And I never knew she had it in her, you know? Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> and then, the, then I, I joined the, then we all become like the same age. You know, I'm, around, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like, you know, shooting nerf guns at each other. That's I have cool, to huh? remember, uh, who's the parent here? I'm not. But <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, and speaking of women, I guess we're gonna that could transition us to the latest book, uh, Ted. That we uh, we uh, hear that you're coming out with. It's with uh, June Davidson, and it's yeah. called. It's uh, everybody out there. Uh, let me get let me get the paper out here. It's called um, "101 Ways for Creating Prosperity and Abundance for Professional Women." That's right. Mm, yes. It could be more of an appropriate time. Yes, this is the age of women's empowerment. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, it's directed, uh, you know, there's just a, a number of tips, little kind of bite-sized nuggets um, uh, and quotes by women uh, about, uh, you know, business and creating abundance and prosperity because, um, you know, up until just recently, uh, women have, uh, or most women historically have depended on men for abundance and prosperity. And now, uh, women are in the workplace. Women are CEOs of companies, mm-hmm. and uh, you know their 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 voice needs to be heard. So yeah. I wanted to write a book. Uh, I've always had a good relationship with women. You know, my mom was just an awesome mom, and uh, so and most of my clients are women. So I have a great deal of respect for women and their struggle. Um, and so I wanted to write a book. Uh, you know. To, to, to address what I get from a lot of my women clients. And you know what I get from a lot of, it's so interesting, you know, so many of the, the clients that I have, professional women, they, they come in and they tell me, you know, you have no idea what it's like to be a woman in the workplace today. You, as a man, you cannot imagine the challenges um, that I have to go through. And I'm just like, no, you're right. I can't, you know. Um, so I hear that all the time. Well, okay. I, I respect that. I respect women. I think the fact that uh, you have such a good relationship with your mother and I, everybody here in this conference here has a pretty great relationship with their mother. Call us mamas, kids, or whatever. But uh, we, our mothers obviously were very, very impactful in our lives. And so it's by no accident that I think we get along and, and, and whatnot, even more so than you know, the kids. And it's unfortunate, you know, and that goes back to the parents um, really being there for their kids. But I got to play devil's advocate, ladies. Um, uh, Ted, you know, in finding that, as we just talked about, we got to be responsible for our own lives. And I understand that women may feel that they're behind the eight ball before they even go into a job interview because, you know, if, especially if they're not very good, attractive women. And that's that's just, unfortunately, those are the facts of life, you know. Um, and it goes for men, too, though. I mean, not as to the degree, I think, but, but women, obviously... Um, because of the, you know, the, obviously the pay scale has shown that over time and, and just has been a good old boys club for as far back as we can remember. Right. Yeah. So they, I, I understand that. However, um, never in the time in the history of the world, probably have women been able to do the things that they can do. Um, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, running for office, I think I, cause I'm not really sure what this past women's March was for. I applaud them for marching, I guess, and what, whatever they feel strongly about. Mm. But I don't really under, I don't know what the, the theme was. Are they marching because I think it was, a lot of it had to do if they want to run for office and uh, gathering a unity and whatnot. And me, uh, I'm just on the outside looking at it and I'm playing devil's advocate. But I also feel some of these uh, for everybody else out there that are probably, you know, wondering, OK, women, you know, we're kind of 
Because I think at some point, and hopefully it doesn't backlash on anyone, uh, because they need to get the, this word out there, the Harvey Weinstein situation, all that, that's disgusting. But um, at some point, when you're wearing weird hats and whatnot, like how does that, you know, how does that make people take you seriously or whatnot? And when you, what I'm going back to is some of your female clients that say, you know, they don't, it's so hard to be a woman right now. Well, I guess if you talk to a lady from the 1920s or the 1930s, that's pretty, I think it was, I don't think women were allowed to get credit cards until what, yeah. the early 70s or something. So I think right. now more than ever, they, they I mean, it, 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 we all, unless we have some history behind us, unless, uh, you know, when we go into pitch in a, 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 to some uh, VCs or angel investors, John and I, if we haven't, we, this is our first go around with this application and whatnot, mm-hmm. we're looked at, they don't want to talk to us either, you know, and it's difficult. And that's it's not to compare the two at all. But um, I think women now have the um, uh, the ability now to do whatever they want to. Well, I think a lot of women would disagree with you. Okay. I, I and, and I'm in no position. The last thing I want to do is speak on behalf of women. Uh, right. Because that would be very arrogant of me. Okay, right. uh, all I can do is relate um, my experience with with many of my women clients, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, you know one example stands out in my mind. Um, she was a scientist. She is a scientist working at a uh, kind of a well known um, research lab. I won't mention the name of it, but a brilliant woman, PhD, and I don't know physics or something, right? Um, born in the United States of Indian parents. But uh, every day uh, receives uh, harassment from these o- these older white uh, scientists, right? They don't want her uh, ideas. They don't want her suggestions. They don't want her in the wow. room. You know, they're threatened by her intelligence and and probably by women's rising influence. So she says, you know, I constantly am going back and correcting their mistakes. I'm, you know, I'm telling them this is not going to work. And then when it doesn't work, I get the blame. I mean, wow. I could feel her sense of frustration. I mean, here's a, and, and, you know, an attractive woman too, really brilliant, a skydiver, rides a motorcycle, you know, oh, wow. but in spite of her, she married. <laughs> What's that? Is she married? <laughs> uh, no, last I, I mean, I haven't seen her in a long time, but okay. last I heard she wasn't. Um, but again, that was another problem, right? Because uh, a lot of men couldn't, uh, right. you know, they were intimidated by her intelligence and right. by her independence. And, you know, part of her complaint was like, you know, I, I can't find a man that's strong enough or um, secure enough to deal with me, you know? Absolutely. I, I think, mean, and I think that goes back um, then. Uh, I take responsibility, of course, for what I say on here and, and what I was talking about, alluding to earlier, why, you know, if I, I think that, you know, I have a certain view because I, I, if a woman is smarter than me, I will listen to her, you know, who cares if she's a woman, if she's black, if she's Asian, if she's Indian, it doesn't matter. If she's badass, then I would never even, I would never even, it doesn't even cross my mind not to either hire her or work with her or, I mean, it's just, she's, she's great. Let's let's get her part of this company, or let's let's right. make her part of my life somehow, some way, you know. And so I guess I'm coming from with a way different perspective than those yeah. stupid professors. I mean, that's to me that's that's just that's an idiocy. 
You know, so I, I guess no, I'm looking well, it's, at it's, it's, it's prejudice, it's discrimination, right? Like any other kind of discrimination, you know, women aren't as smart as men. Uh, you know, we've had we've That's been crazy. able to do this just fine without women. Who does she think she is? I mean, I, I like all I could do sitting in front of this woman was like feel the sense of her frustration. She's not going to quit her job, mm-hmm. right? Uh, she's right. tried to go, you know, and, and, and file grievances or whatever, but, you know, really? the, the patriarchy is so entrenched that, you know, she doesn't get anywhere, so she just goes every every week and, and does her job, you know. And so uh, if, if you were to, you know, I'm sure that you found such an even more respect for her and uh, because of having to deal with that, plus do do her job every day, plus, you know, uh, you know, dealing with that, 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 I guess, I guess, and so in my mind, I'm just such a, a, I just don't, I've never thought like that. I've never understood that. Um, so I don't put myself maybe in a, a woman's uh, position in some ways, you know. And, uh, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> either. <laughs> well, you have a, you know, you have a good uh, father figure. Yeah, know? yeah. But I don't know. I guess I'm, you know, when you're like, you know, brought up like with other boys, I mean, all I was brought up around was boys, so. I, I think I, I don't really understand the, a lot of the female perspective. I think, <laughs> for, you know, because that's just how I was brought up, you know. I did everything with my dad. I was like, you know, I mean, both my parents. But, like, I was definitely more of a tomboy. So I definitely, like, relate more all the time to the, the male yeah. perspective, you know. Well, well that, I guess that's what we're talking about, right, is, is uh, you know, we, we all don't share the same experience. Yeah. Um but we, we seek hopefully to understand another person's yeah, experience totally. um, if their experience is, is not working for them or if it's not serving them and, and they have some, you know, they have some gripe or grievance, right? Rather than saying, oh, those, you know, those ridiculous women out there marching, what are they doing? You know, I think uh, it serves all of us to yeah. understand, well, why are they out there? Yeah. You know, what is their grievance? Right. And, uh, you know. Yeah. What they want is the same thing I think everybody else wants, which is just, you know, equality, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, well, um, hopefully your book uh, inspires many, many what? women. And uh, like we said, what? When is it coming out? Or? It's coming out. When is it coming oh, out, Ted? It's it's available on Amazon.com. Oh, cool. Okay. As, as yeah. of now, Amazon. Seriously? So this is, the, the name is uh, 101 Ways for Creating Prosperity and Abundance for Professional Women. That's correct. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, my previous book was, uh, I don't know if you have my, my previous book there. I but, believe uh, you gave it to me. I'd have to go look in the old library. But uh... Uh, The previous book I had was um, The Ultimate Guide to Letting Go of Negativity and Fear and Loving Life, What I Learned on My Journey from Hater to Appreciator. I told you I like these long titles. So that's also. That kind of sounds like it's the whole book, though. (laughs) (laughs) I know, John. You you always write stuff like that out like that too. That's great. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know what kind of card catalog. Good thing we don't have the old card catalogs anymore. Because Ted's (laughs) take the whole way. Man, that's awesome, bro. Yeah, but you know what? All those things, and I think. also, a plug for your uh, podcast called Ted in Your Head. Again, we said it's available on Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. Um, just put, just go to tedmarino.com and you can you can uh, get the link for that. Um, but he started off with his first podcast was Happiness. And before you go, maybe give a little bit to the audience. We've, we've enjoyed this hour. Man, Ted, it's been fascinating on so many levels. I think everyone has gotten this. Yeah, very cool, yeah. 
I've really enjoyed myself as well. And thank you for giving me a platform to talk about things I don't normally get to talk about. When I'm ready, I might be calling in for the stop smoking cigarettes. Well, John and I, John yeah, and I have an appointment on the third. Oh, yeah? So I'm going to stop smoking cigarettes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's All right. Okay. Well, I have to look today. And uh, I believe that also on your website, you have a, a free downloadable MP3 about uh, relaxing for sleep. You just get, you just got to put in a name there and uh, I think yeah, you send that to them. Right, well. right. And uh, I'm working on a, uh, a website where you can uh, purchase uh, downloadable MP3s uh, for various things, hypnosis MP3. So Those that's in the works. And I should be rolling that out sometime in spring. We got to talk, Ted. I think we have some other ideas. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, cool. Good job. All right. So I think the last thing, I guess, for people, like, like we talked about, listen to Ted in your head, uh, like we said on Stitcher. We, I think uh, everybody just wants to be happy in this world. And it sounded like you dealt with happiness. We were listening to his first episode, but maybe, Ted, before we go out here, you might want to tell people your feelings on happiness. It's an inside job. Okay. Your circumstances may be such that it's difficult to make the choice to be happy, but there are people in very difficult circumstances that are still happy. So we can't blame external circumstances for our lack of happiness. Uh, We must decide in the moment to be happy, realizing that sometimes we're not going to be able to do it. Okay, It's difficult to be happy when you're uh, in pain, difficult to be happy when you're grieving. But uh, I think the idea is to continue to choose, if you can, uh, to be happy. Happiness is a choice. Happiness comes from the inside out. Well, thank you very much, Ted Moreno. TedMoreno.com, Ted in Your Head podcast, and his new book. You can get it on Amazon. Just put in Ted Moreno and, uh, or June. Uh, Davidson or Davison? Davidson. With a D? Yeah, with a D. With a D, okay. 100 Ways for Creating Prosperity and Abundance for Professional Women. And uh, all you all you professional ladies out there, if you don't want to send in your headshots to me for going Coachella tickets, make sure you pick up a book at uh, Ted Moreno uh, at, on Amazon with Ted Moreno. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Ted. You've, uh, it's, it's one of those days again, man. I had a similar talk with a, a, a family member last night that just made my day, and, and I... I I don't know if I speak for all of us here, but especially myself and hopefully for our listening audience, uh, you've made my day, man. Thank you so much. And you've made mine. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. I'm I'm very appreciative and grateful. (laughs) (laughs) So the week events, I started school this week. You did. So did I. I went back and I think this will be my last, uh, I'll be, you know, my last term at my school that I'm going to. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, disclose that. But uh, how is it? Uh, it's cool. I, um, uh, it's, it's for a lot of speeches. I feel like I'm almost like writing for, uh, two year old, no, not two year old. Oh. Like, uh, you know, like when you have a speech writer for, you know, the presidential campaign, I feel like I'm, I'm having to constantly do research and it's crazy because it's like, I'm doing all this research for a five minute talk and it just seems ridiculous. I'm like, too, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I hear everybody else's speeches and I'm like, wow, why I, I'm, Spending way too much time in the research. Like, Analyzing it? Yeah. No, but you can never do too much research. Like, you know, the research uh, we do for this podcast? Yeah. And we yeah. get very prepared. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> well, the- speaking of, because I've uh, had, to be, had to be prepping for speeches this these past couple, few weeks, mm-hmm. I have some topics. Would you like to enlighten us? Some on trending these topics? topics, I guess you could say. Would you like to enlighten Trending topics. Trending, yeah, because they were trending topics. They have, uh, um, uh, the future. 
is going to be filled with wonderful sex robots. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. You just got my attention. Megan. Sex robots. What are you talking about? And I don't mean like metal robots. No, I, I mean like about. like they look like human AI. Yes, with art and and they're incorporating the artificial intelligence. So the Oculus. I mean, yeah, you know, like yep, yep. I mean, right now they already have. I mean, they look like the guy that's making the dolls is the same guy that, you know, whenever you see like a dead body in a movie or any kind mm. of dead. Oh. So they look just like a real person and you can customize them any way you want. Get out of here. Yep. Yep. And the, I mean, they even have different shapes of vaginas for the girls. Well, they better be tight. <laughs> okay, there's a, one, they have one that's really. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I looked at all the models. What shapes do you want? There's either tight or you, loose. No, there's different. They, make they have loose one vaginas? that's really tiny. And then they have another one where, like, the lips go out. Okay, that's... And then they have another one where the lips go in. It's just, like, there's wow. so many variations of Just like vaginas. a regular vagina. Yeah, like, you can have you never variations. Know. Yeah. Some of the most beautiful girls, you're like, wow, that's your vagina, huh? Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> and <laughs> I know. Why would we say vagina? I know, because it just sounds more... We're talking about, you know... <laughs> robot. It just sounds more it's technical. Like, technological. More, like, yeah. technological. Oh, yeah, you're more technological. Yes. More... <laughs> Let's use the proper term. Yes, yes. You know, politically correct. Clitoris, vagina, vulva. <laughs> they even have, a, that's another thing they have customized. Huh. The clit can either be like clitoris. more exposed, like a big clitoris. I know. <laughs> can you please use the right term? A big cunt. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have, like, it's crazy. I didn't realize, like, how many variations of the clitoris. You, oh, you didn't realize it? Well, <laughs> let, <laughs> my experience can tell you exactly. <laughs> they have one that's they like. never know. Where it's a huge clitoris. And I'm thinking that, pro- that huge- girl probably has, like. Orgasms awesome. all the time because but it's like think so. hitting a sensitive. Like, he has so much to hit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like you can't miss it. Like it's gonna get hit. Like, Such a huge like a- <laughs> almost a penis. Such a trying to say. Yeah. Are they having those kind of dolls too? Like a like a half? Because like who knows? That? Yeah, like like a they, pre-op. They, they well, after op. I know that they they have a, the the male version of the robot has. Um, I don't know how this works, but his uh, the the penis can go from like <laughs> flaccid flaccid to erect, and I don't know. Look at how excited you are. I don't know if you have to get like a part and Megan, change stop it. doing those hand motions. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering like, do you, is it interchangeable parts? Like where you have to, what? Where you have to put on like, okay, first he has a flask one, they take it off and then you put, oh. you put, but that would seem kind of like. That would defeat the whole purpose. Yeah. It's kind of like putting on a condom. So I, I would hope that it's going to be the one that's like putting on a condom ruins the mood. Ruins, but how would you, you even you know? Don't want to, putting yeah. on a condom ruins the mood. Yeah. Why would you want to take off a part and then screw it exactly. back Exactly. Maybe you just have to rub like <laughs> <laughs> your hand motions are the best. Maybe you know what I mean. Like maybe it's like kind of like that thing, you know. Maybe for the, <laughs> maybe for the, you maybe for the like for the girls, the vaginas. If you just rub them, like it'll produce, it close like, up. It'll, <laughs> Good. You know, it'll produce some kind of like liquid, you know, liquid or moisture. That'll be amazing because remember our friend uh, Snap. Remember that one girl? And, he, and yeah. no matter, he told us yeah. that story about no uh, matter what he did to this girl. Yeah, and he, how he, she squirted. Like, no, 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 oh, no. Because it was, it was the opposite. Too. No, the opposite. Oh. Remember she worked <laughs> with him? And she, it was like dry as like the desert, like the fucking Grand Canyon. And he kept, and he kept trying to shove it. I was just like, there's nothing. And he kept, and she was a big fucking whore. Like, <laughs> it's the biggest. I mean, not that he I wasn't know either. About. I Look, know. We're equal, yeah. equal opportunity yeah. uh, offenders. She yeah. was too. He was too. But she didn't look like she would be. She kind of had no, that kind of, like, she, almost kind of, like, I don't know. Yeah, but... Like, she, I don't know, like, that kind of dorky kind of, like, not dorky, but, like, just innocent kind of yeah. look. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, you're next. like she's, like, a teacher or something. <laughs> yeah, even back then, though. Even <laughs> <laughs> back then, though. She always seemed like... Oh, she my God, older. she was only, like, what, 21, 22? <laughs> I know. She, no, she was older. Than, I think she was, like, in her mid... 
But <laughs> 20. But you, mid to maybe 28 at, at the most. Which most. Which feels so young. I know. I'd love to be at... But she <laughs> looked like she had already, like, like... I felt like she was already, like, in her, like... Beyond 40s. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And that's why I never talked to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she could have been, like, the aunt or, mo- like, you know, mom yeah. of our friends. She could have been somebody yeah. I don't talk to. So, <laughs> yeah. anyway, so what, what we're trying to say here is this. Yeah. Uh, you have your sex bots. Uh-huh. The sex robot. Yeah. Sex, her sex bots, yeah. Sex mm-hmm. bots. Yes. And and that's interesting because um, our friend and partner, Anthony Jackson, is friends oh. with a uh, the owner of, sex robot? of Oscar. Okay. <laughs> he actually... Ha- is has a sex robot now. No. And he's friends with the Oculus founder, Lucky Palmer. Oh, or Palmer really? Lucky. Palmer Lucky. Wow. So we're hoping to get him Ooh. soon. And this is a shout out to you. We love your products. Wow. And cool. now that we've just talked about clitorises and vaginas. And and robotic clitorises. Robotic clitorises. Yes. Uh, and I'm glad that we're using the proper terminology because yeah. you're a nurse, so that's okay. <laughs> almost. Right? No, not quite. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Right. Well, you will be. Oh, yes, so, I will. And will you... Will you Prescribed sex robots. Um, well, you know, according to this, uh, you know, the research I was <laughs> because you know I, <laughs> I think I just read above and beyond. I don't know why. Uh, anyways, uh, by the time scientists research or the developers of this uh, predict that by 2050, mm-hmm. most people will be married or in a relationship with a, sec- with a robot. A sex yeah. Robot. Well, okay. Look, at I know I can't be replaced, but I know a lot of people that can be replaced by robots. Yeah, I know that I would be totally down for it because, um, you know, uh, I've because you know, you've had you've had an idiot. You no, know, no, it's just because I just tired. I, I get tired of people. I, I get annoyed easily. Well, but you also uh, you're picking. Yeah, but you know, the even the even the, the time. The true, but even you know what? Slim pickings. I just know even the people like before my past. It just yeah. it always ends. Not in the, the first guy. In the way. <laughs> It always ends. In, it always. I just when I. I don't know. The, I don't know. You uh, want a sex robot so bad. I do. I do. I saw they're already out there on the market. You can get some. So with, yeah. you got the VR. Lucky Palmer's Oculus using that. We got the VR. We got the yeah. bot. We got the, the the clitoris and the vagina yeah. that actually works. Or you got the penis that you got to shift gotta shape. Save up fifty thousand dollars. Whoa! Hold really, on. A nice one. A really. But this is going to be good. Get the Think fuck. It, you're still saving a lot of money compared to being in a relationship with somebody. Absolutely. Because That's one night of the town with me, baby. <laughs> and not only that, but. Um, this one will, um, uh, does it talk? Do clean, cook. Oh, it, it does that. Get the fuck out clean. of Clean. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Clean, no, get out does of chores, I swear to you. And this is what your research is? Yes. Sexual yes. pleasure. Sexual the pleasure. The house is clean. House is clean. Dishes done. It's, clothes folded. It's almost like I went to kids Tijuana. Kids babysat. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. And it's wow. like, I'm, yeah. And what do you think about that? <laughs> Like a deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's Anthony Jackson for his Bad, Bad for America podcast that uh, has been yeah, coming for the last really 30,000 weeks. And by 2000, they think like probably in the next seven years. Uh, and the podcast prices, will come out? <laughs> no, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the prices will probably go down. So right now, you know, oh, the yeah, new models yeah. are out. It's like, so, hey, do I want to go to I Mars? Know, do I want to save up? Or do I, just want, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we, I think, yeah, I can manage. Because right now it's very expensive to space travel. Right. Oh, who wants a space shuttle? I mean, it didn't... Well, you can have a sex robot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. space... You, you ever see that movie where they go up in space, gravity? <laughs> well, that movie where they go up in space? Well, look, that oh, just gravity? looks scary. Cause... Like, what's her name? The girl, yes, like, so that girl... <laughs> yeah, the girl that's like has a career, we, we don't know why. Because <laughs> she's not very good looking anymore. 
and she's old. And <laughs> she's old. She's a bit, oh no, she's coming out another one. Now. Her movies are actually kind of good though. Yeah, she's like yeah. she's kind of a female Denzel because yeah. what I'm saying is her movies are good. Denzel yeah. is an amazing actor. He will always be an amazing actor. It doesn't yeah. doesn't matter how old he gets. He yeah. just looks the same. Not necessarily her. What's her name? Sandra. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. She's been in movies since I was like in yeah fucking seventh grade. Speed. Yeah, that right? was a good one. Yeah, well, but you're right. She wasn't in. But I feel like she was the rom- same age rom- then. Rom coms. Yeah, you, she's pretty. She's aged pretty gracefully, pretty well. Or was she old to begin with? Uh, <laughs> no, she was one of those ones. I think she was one of those ladies that kind of looked older when she was younger. Right. But they kind of just they just kind of so, life had caught yeah, up to yeah, her, and yeah. now we're like, oh, you had to run. Yeah. It's okay now. It's well, I mean, it, it's you know, it's sad to say that, like. But for most actors and actresses, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of, mm-hmm. even as Unless, audience members, you mean, and it's, here's the thing I don't get, another topic. Yeah. Why do they have plastic surgery? Because that doesn't make them look any younger. No, it makes it doesn't. them look like a freak. Yeah, I mean, thing. no offense to anybody who's had it. No, we don't, we don't want to discriminate. Done. I mean, no. but it's just weird. And with the lips. Because if you can't make facial expressions, you are not Yeah, that's weird. And not only that, but how about this? How about, why... Why are you going to get your lips like look blown, like they like, look like it, inner tubes? It, <laughs> I mean, come on! Like, I mean, if everybody knows, like, you, I want to go down the lazy river I, on your fucking lips. I mean, it's just really nuts because it's like everybody's known you, for, like right. most of the people in your life, and then you show to her, and you're like, "Hey, nothing to see here." It's just ridiculous, kind right. of, you know. It's absolutely, and then and, you know, people think like they just have more. It's subject, a little subtle. You know? <laughs> yeah, that shit ain't it looks absolutely. I mean, it's crazy when you go out there and you go to like. You know, I mean, even it, it's just almost like, whoa, whoa. It, it's like, I know that's double, who I think it is. So, no, it's, it looks creepy. It looks it like it hurts. It looks like, and their face gets puffier. Cat face. Their head. And yeah, what, what is up with know. that? Cause you figure that they have the money to be doing that. Cause there, we're talking yeah. about usually like when we see celebrities though, right? Yeah. And so or, they, yeah. Would, they would probably go the best of the best. Right. And, yeah. And cause how many people in real life do we really see with plastic surgery too much? Not really. Yeah. They're usually it's celebrities because they yeah. have to like, you know, I guess they'll, be youthful or like you know or whatever like super yeah. you know yeah but you ain't young no more lifestyles of the rich and famous right. super you and know and then they have some cat blown out face yeah you would think that lip thing I want to punch him in the face when they get that uh, and I know it's not pretty like it looks they don't look like dick sucking they always they look like fucking ridiculous and they look like they can't smile like or right. when they try to smile it's just ridiculous really is I know, it, it I know looks, we're on a podcast, but I'm, I'm smiling I'm, like I can't it smile. It looks crazy. And it, you know what else? I was thinking of like... Not everybody can have the skin that you do. No, no. Right now, it's, uh, you know, the stress where... No, I, no, I feel like... No, you have beautiful skin. Gonna, oh, thank you. I feel like In I'm fact, maybe like, you, sh- you they should... They should... You die. <laughs> well, I know. When you die, you should leave your skin to science so that some plastic surgery people somewhere. I do. Yeah, you know, thanks. I hope knock on wood. Hope, well, no, even when you're old. Too, you, I mean, is it the oil in our skin? Like the, it's the oil yeah, in our right? skin. Yeah, huh. it's a, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank goodness. What was once, uh, like, yeah. we were embarrassed of it. Yeah. <laughs> but now, it's the shine. I know. Now it's like, yeah, fuck. I did, I did. Use your fucking shine box. <laughs> <laughs> shine this. No, because no. remember, uh, yeah. what's her name? I won't name her names, but uh, she was very white. Like, yeah, uh-huh. And, yes, and, and she was very beautiful, but she was also very white. And at a young age, she, yeah. every night, She'd be living with me, mm-hmm. and she's applying masks cream and creams cream, yeah. and cream after cream and a mask and a mask. Yeah. And she'd come to bed, and I'd say, uh, "Okay, yeah. I get. I, we should have done this before, because yeah. <laughs> now, now your face is like. And I wonder, your face looks like a cream pie, <laughs> like from Recounted. <laughs> <laughs> your face looks like. 
I wonder if she'll get. I wonder like what she looks like now. Well, I mean, I, I wonder, have seen it. Do you think she'll get plastic surgery? Do you think that's she's the type? I don't think so. I don't think so either, huh? I think she really believes in those masks and creams. I think she'll probably let her. But what I'm saying yeah, is, yeah. unfortunately, yeah, she's beautiful, but she had that type of skin that yeah. kind of dried out, yeah. a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And, Dry, uh, yeah. Yeah. So not, what yeah. I'm saying is, leave your skin to science. If you're a donor, <laughs> leave it to me. <laughs> I didn't peel my skin off. If I, yeah, let's if put I a bow on that. <laughs> so peel your skin off. Whatever you want to do. If, you, if a serial murderer wants to come into your room, peels off oh, your I face, know, right? oh, at least leave it to science. Oh, Serial man. murderer. Oh. It just reminds me of, uh, well. Of a fantasy of yours? <laughs> it reminds me, you know. All the research you're doing. Know. So we, we have sex robots. Can you actually make something like the fantasy that you want to create? Yes, you can create it. But, you know, with now with the artificial intelligence and it's only getting even, you know, uh, smarter and, mm-hmm. and, and it just more vast in just what oh they're able to do, you know? I just have a brilliant idea. What? Because if we can incorporate these sex robots into the podcast, you can actually yeah. be having sex with you or me. Yeah. While we're talking, yeah, I know. And so you know it's what? a sexual and, robot and, podcast. And you know what else they are? They're very. Um, but we won't even know it. We won't. We won't be risking any kind of disease. But yeah. if the, if the oh yeah, that's another benefit. Great. The li- yeah, yeah, exactly. I just wanted, yeah, eradicate. That's another disease. thing too. It's fantastic. I totally want. So one. the listeners out there, yeah, want to do that interactive podcast? Yeah, well, we'll yeah. give you the. We'll give you. Well, I heard to practice. Uh huh. They have a virtual reality app, and I was going to check that out. Like, because and, and that's supposed to correspond when you get the doll. You uh-huh. can use that with the doll. Can we pra- tra- practice on a doll to see if we like it? Like, uh, do they have practice dolls? Yeah, I know, right? That'd be cool. Like, you ran it for three days? I heard their skin is warm to the touch. Oh, my God. It's made of silicone. It's warm to the touch. Well, ladies, yeah. it was nice knowing you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> imagine like you could probably no, like, I, I know <laughs> you mean I don't have to listen to anything in the morning I, yep and they just they're very like they leave yeah they leave or they could just shut up oh, or, yeah, you, just or you could turn shut them off them down <laughs> power off <laughs> wow only on the 10th episode are you getting this kind of knowledge yeah. I'm sure Ted Moreno is really excited that we're talking about sex though. It's right before his interview. But, <laughs> but I, this is a dream come true because I used to love the Jetsons and I always wanted a Rosie. Ro- I just wanted. Oh, hold on, hold on. I like yes. Judy. No, Daughter I wanted. Judy. I wanted the robot, and I wanted one of those. That you did wanted everything. the robot? Yeah, to be like, to, I wanted a butler, basically a butler. Oh, robot. I thought you like wanted the. Robot. No, no, no. I just wanted like somebody like, hey, give me, yeah. the, you know, that did everything. They have that now. It's called a digital home. No, but like she was really no. It's not the same. She was actually like you know, babysit your kids or do you know what I mean? Right. She did everything. She brought out really. Yeah, she was like she folded clothes. She got the kids. How funny! I don't really remember her. I do. I always wanted just like I guess. I remember daughter Judy. It was a big theme. I guess when I was a kid, I just imagined. What are you cleaning people? I mean, I don't know. From from even when I would play with the neighbor kids, it was all about half Mexican. You're gonna be my servant. Half Mexican. Just like how I get excited when I was cooking hot dogs the other day. Yep. We so, put the bacon on there. <laughs> right. Bacon wrapped hot dogs. I felt at home because I am half Mexican. But listen, everybody out there, be on the lookout for doggy style hot dogs coming to a event near you. Wow. Yep. Oh my God. I didn't say that. I'm burped when I said that. Oh, was that a burp? I thought it was a hiccup. Uh, whatever it was. <laughs> it's called, uh, anyways, the uh, hot dog cart. Yeah. It's called Doggy Style. Doggy Style. And it's on wheels. That's right. And yeah. hopefully we'll have a sex robot with us or yeah. you might get laid from our dogs. From the dog. <laughs> it's long. I mean, you know, laid the bun. Yeah. You know, yeah. Put the dog in the bun. Yeah. Lay the, the dog. Lay the dog. Lay the dog in your bun. But those are coming out 
Uh, hopefully you saw the, our uh, yeah. launch. Uh, uh, we, we Coming did out st- in buns near you. <laughs> uh, dirty dogs for dirty buns. They're going to be delicious. They've already, no, I, I've he, tried a couple of them already. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I, I saw and you, them when you were cooking them. And I didn't even know how to cut a bell pepper. Imagine that. Um, I know. I hope nobody... Uh, here's heard, yeah, here's that. <laughs> like, I saw the bell pepper and uh, they're like, oh they're, my cut God. it. So I cut it like sideways. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, and also, when I opened the bacon package, I asked John, I said, Are they supposed to be slimy like this? He goes, Yeah, learn not try it out. And that's a true story. Oh, I bet. So, I know. I bet. It would be even saying that. Yeah. I've surrounded myself with the top chefs. And I think Anthony Bourdain is cooking the hot dogs as we speak right now. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think yes, he is. Not, yeah. <laughs> so, cheers to bamboozling. So, cheers to uh, the 10th anniversary <laughs> episode. Yes. Cheers. We made it. We made it this far, girl. I yeah, and I like that word that you just used, bamboozled. I... <laughs> <laughs> so here's to getting bamboozled. Here's to living it up. And here's to living it up. And here's to the greatest podcast on the planet. Yes, it's called the Who Cares Podcast. I thought you were changing it. Oh no, that's the unveiling is next week. Yeah. So we do it next week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just like the other. All right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I didn't want it. Somebody just gave it away. Why did you say? I, didn't I say don't anything. know. I'm just yeah, okay. no, no, you're yeah. right. You right. should say. It. No, no. Next week, who cares? Because I mean, as much as we love the Who Cares podcast. Oh my God! Who the hell cares? How are we going to get away? How are we, we going to get rid of that? Anyways, we're burying this motherfucking Who Cares podcast, and we're going to open it back up. We have a couple ideas. The, mm-hmm. Because out there, there's a lot of who cares podcasts. You know, Some, yeah, a lot of people are research, yeah. a lot of people. You can't find a lot of people anymore. have thought about my idea. Yeah, it's a good it's a good line. Who cares? I, yeah, and I'm, I'm upset at these people. Yeah, but even though they had it first, huh? they probably did. I know. <laughs> yeah, you might have had it first. Yeah, you know what? Ours is the best. Yep, you might have it first. We're gonna come back with a surprising new title. New title would be changing it easier. So easier said than done. <laughs> so we are taking. It is what it is. We are taking. Yeah, we are taking. Uh, at the end of the day, yeah. uh, we are taking uh, ideas. You can email Megley. Yeah. You can email myself, Stephen, at whatsplay.net. Go to all of our platforms at uh, whatsplay.net. Listen to our podcast. Buy some shirts, please, and we will. We would send you another shirt. Just mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. You buy one, I'll give you another one. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Right? Who cares? Bogo. Who cares? Yeah, right. That too. And uh, I also, uh, I also want to let you know. (laughs) Yes. I am now the proud owner, and you are too, because you are part of the Who Cares podcast. We are now the proud owner. Sex robot. I bought one. Oh, here he comes. Oh, right. For you, here she comes. Oh, cool. You? Oh, ooh, I like. You got, you got a threesome. It's got light eyes too. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? It's a VR. I mean, a light eye. No. Oculus. Hey, turn that on, Oculus. No, um, I purchased two different mobile applications, oh. and they're amazing. Really. Fantastic games. So go to Stack Up, uh, at Stack Up on the Twitter feed. Uh, cool. It's available on the Google Play Store. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Stack Up. Very stack. simple. Oh, that's a stack up. easy name to remember. That's right. Like stack, stack Up. up. Yeah, so stack. stack Up our listeners. Stack yep. Up our followers. Stack, stack Up our friendship. Up. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Stack them up. <laughs> Stack them up. <laughs> Stack up. Stack it. Stack them up. <laughs> yeah. Stack it. No, it's called Stack Up, and yeah. the other one's called High Jump. High Jump. High Jump. So both are available on the uh, uh, Google Store. Or the other one. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. If Google Store is better anyways. That's Google Play Store, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever oh, Obama phone? Everybody has a cool Android phone. Obama phone? Oh, uh, phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I'm not you what sure. You can't but do with an iPhone. Sure. You can't download any music. Copyright bullshit. Fucking whatever. It's Android all day, every day. Anyways. So we love you very much. Thank you for joining us for the 10th episode, a very special episode, the most celebrated episode in the history of episodes. But I think 11 is going to be it. So that's how we're leaving you on the cliffhanger. We yep. love you so much. Bye. The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Hey, bad bitches want to be my bait. Hey, hold me down like the CIA. Hey, side of my car trying to see my face. Hey, want me to beat it like the case. Oh, if it's heated, I'm going to be my face. Hey, and best believe it's going to be outrageous. Hey, hey, niggas can't believe my race. Hey, niggas hit you with the Eli face. Bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing. Hey, you keep asking me where I'm from. Hey, about the borders and did I run? Hey, keep asking how I feel about guns. There's a light and dark army, which side you choose on?
bouncing around, bouncing. You can catch me. What? Wait a minute.